Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday afternoon, everybody. I'm Rich Yelvin, alongside the coach. Coach, of course, Eugene Benton joins us here as he will going forward. We're excited to have him part of the show, producing it, putting it together, tweeting it out, Facebook, getting it up, and doing everything in between. And without further ado, I'll bring you in, uh, Eugene. Hopefully you're enjoying this beautiful Tuesday here on the 14th day of April. The weather is summer-related. I know the kids up in Dorchester County, they're out on spring break, but your kids down there in Charleston County had to go back to school, of course, on Monday. That is correct. However, you are correct. It is a beautiful afternoon. Uh, I'm in my outdoor studio. <laughs> so we have set up laptops and uh, phone chargers and everything in the outdoor patio and uh, just had a great dinner with my son, uh, posted some pictures on Facebook. And, uh, yes, yeah, so now we're ready to roll, man. We finished up dinner, and he helped me get things set up outside uh, so I can enjoy this beautiful weather and uh, talk some sports and what's going on in the uh, community and and around the world of sports and around, you know, uh, all the areas we cover. Heck, we cover everywhere. You know, I was just thinking about that today. We cover from South Carolina to California. So, I'm ready to yeah. roll, man. Let's go. Man. Well, let's get after here. Coming to you live. Of course, I'm here in the factory studio. The factory is uh, one of our core sponsors here, located over at 5913 Loftus Road. That's over in Hanahan. The gym is shut down currently, but they're going to get it up and running here shortly when everything's Back to the new normal, we'll get you uh, all the information you need to get over there with, with those guys and girls, because I'm sure, like a lot of people, they're just kind of uh, sitting in, on the couch, kind of vegging out, eating whatever's in the refrigerator, eating whatever's in the, the, uh, the cabinets. It's uh, quite the um, going to be quite the workout coming out of this, uh, this new lifestyle that we're going to be getting into here once things are lifted. Uh, we do have a very busy show today. I mean, I have really... Uh, been blessed today with the group of guys and girls that are going to join us today to talk about so many different things over there on the Tim Farm Hotline. And uh, here's kind of what it looks like today, Eugene, is we're going to kind of run through our list. We'll start off on the next segment at 612 with uh, Perry Parks. He's the head football coach over at Ridgeview. That's in Columbia, South Carolina. Not only is he the head football coach there, he also oversees an all-star event. It's a senior bowl up in the uh, Midlands. We'll talk a little bit about that. He played his college days at Coastal Carolina. We'll talk to him uh, about his days in college and how he went, of course, to the coaching route. And then he was at Cedar Grove, one of those big-time schools in Atlanta. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.
everybody i believe we figured out the situation had a little technical difficulties here everybody using the internet here uh has got this thing working some overdrive so uh we'll start it back up here as uh, we're excited to be back on the air here today got a lot going on here uh on this network today a lot of uh, guests coming on here on the show today perry parks is going to join us from columbia south carolina for ridgeview high school he is the head football coach there played his college day at coastal carolina we're excited to talk to him about his days at coastal he also coached at Cedar Grove, a big-time school in Atlanta uh, that we cover as well. So we'll talk to him about that transition as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then at 6.30, thanks to the factor that Shane Fiedler, he's the new head football coach at, of course, uh, the school known as Ashley Ridge. That is the Swamp Foxes. Uh, he was listening to the show Sunday night. He heard us talking about the youth programs at Somerville at Fort Dorchester. He said, no, sir, if you're going to talk to youth, you got to talk about the Foxes over here. So, he got in touch with Gary Birdsong. He is the youth Swamp Fox football program director, and he's going to join us at 630, along with a few others, uh, for about 20 to maybe 25 minutes to tell us about what they're doing over there at Ashley Ridge to produce those young guys and girls to become ready to go at the varsity level. Then at 7 o'clock, they've got a new ball coach over at Oceanside. His name is Joe Call. They're going to call on the man to run that program after Chad Greer has decided to pack his bags and head north up to Charlotte. Joe coming in here, going to be an exciting uh, ride for him. I tell you what, Coach Call and I are very close. I'm excited about this opportunity for him and the Land Sharks. Uh, they landed a good one. No doubt about it. We'll talk about that here on the show as well as well, Coach Call will, will check in and be wearing a different color vest and hat and shirt, and uh, it's just going to look different. But we'll check in with him at that point. Then at 7.30, we check in with Jay Williams. He's around the low country as well. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth football association he's going to join us at 7 30 and he'll talk about everything going on with this new kind of an aau feeling of football here and uh, that should be a lot of fun to get him in here to talk about why they decided to go this avenue and i don't think competitive is going to be a key factor and also getting these kids ready for competition we'll talk with that at 7 30 then we head into the third hour where we will hear from Ken Brown, he's in the upstate. He covers all the high school blitz stuff around the state, but he's really heavy over in the upstate. Not that he doesn't take care of the lower state. We help him down here on our side, and we try to work together in the Midlands, and then he does his big thing up there in the upstate. And uh, We're excited getting him here with him for about 30 minutes at 8 o'clock. We'll talk with him and say what's going on with him, where is he going uh, next, because I know he's got a, a couple of things that he had planned with combines and the juniors, but I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but he does an incredible job getting all of our kids in the Palmetto State recognized, and I couldn't uh, be more excited to get back in here, of course, with Kim. Now, 8.30, we wrap it up with a college coach from South Carolina State. He played his high school days, uh, of course, here at Somerville for the Green Wave, and that legendary coach, Jan McKissick. He's been a few other places, of course, uh, coached in the high school ranks at Fort Dorchester. He was at Newberry College, and now he's over there with Buddy Pugh, and they just had a phenomenal season breaking records, setting standards, and doing it big over South Carolina State. HBCU will be represented at 8.30 with Bennett Swagger himself joining us here at about that time. So we got to go to break. I know we just kind of got out of something weird there, but we do have Coach Perry Parks joining us at uh, 7.12. So we'll finish getting his makeup ready. We'll get his coffee warmed up, and uh, we'll check in with the coach as he's coming to you live from Ridgeview High School up in Columbia, South 
Carolina, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. We're glad to be back up and running three days a week. So hang tight. We're coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes the move romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime Summertime. I'm Richie. I'm alongside Eugene Bitt, and we are Southern Sports Central coming to you live from the Factory Studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. And we are excited to have on one of my favorite guys and coaches, uh, not only here in the state, but one of the best I know in the business. Of course, that is, without doubt, Barry Parks coming at us from Ridgeview High School, or at least in the vicinity of Ridgeview High School up in Columbia. Coach, man, welcome back to the show. What's up, Richie? How you doing, brother? We're good, man. Trying to stay in shape, trying to do what I got to do to stay above and stay ahead of everybody. How about yourself? I hear that, man. Doing uh, doing good, man. Just got off the golf course, uh, practicing my social distancing, uh, and, uh, you know, driving back to Columbia talking to you, brother. 
I love it, man. I appreciate the time. Uh, by the way, I did see your, your slip and slide in the front yard the other day thanks to social media. I thought you did pretty good. You didn't pull anything, though. You know, we're not as young as we used to be sliding around on this thing. You know? No. No, man. I had, to, I had to save a little bit. But, you know, the kids, man, they wanted to see you, see me go through it. So I had to, had to show them I had a little bit left in the tank. <laughs> Live right now with Perry Park. He is the head coach up at Ridgeview High School, a phenomenal program. He has put together and continues to grow it stronger and stronger year after year. And the biggest challenge, I believe, of his coaching days and any other coach's days is Etnam right now where these guys are having to find a way to make it happen. This is kind of like the fourth quarter, and you need to push into the end zone to get that extra touchdown. And here we are. Coach, how hard is it to stay in touch with your athletes and, and stay involved with their studies? Because – uh, you know, again, academic eligibility is going to play a big role in the fourth quarter in the next year's 2020 football season. Yeah, it's it's, it's extremely tough, man. Uh, I uh, I pride myself on being a player's coach, so situations like this where we we, we haven't been at uncharted waters, man, football is probably the last thing on my on my mind, and I'm telling the kids that, I'm telling my coaches that. Uh, the first thing I want to make sure our guys are okay, make sure everybody and their family's healthy and everybody's safe, and uh, plenty of time to catch up on schoolwork. Uh, and then, you know, you get tired of being in the house, go outside, run a little bit, do some body weight exercises, uh, and, you know, get some fresh air, man. So my main thing is making sure all my players are safe and healthy and, uh, you know, we're all on even board. So uh, there's a football. Football will take care of itself when we're able to get back together. But right now it's probably make sure everybody's okay. Live right now with Perry Park is the head football coach up at Ridgeview High School, a uh, big five, uh, I would say um, – five-star program up there in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Coach, great season that you had. Uh, we haven't caught up much since the season ended, but kind of recap your season. Uh, and I know we're kind of leaning into the new season because uh, that's kind of where we usually would be right now. But what's your assessment in the 2019 season and something you're going to carry with you into this upcoming season? I'm excited to see our defense uh, pick up where they left off last year. Uh, we've got a lot of kids returning from uh, from the our starting group. We have seven. You know, seven out of our 11 guys coming back, uh, and that's that's huge for our defense. Those guys got it going uh, last year. They really carried our team. Uh, offensively, you know, we, we had uh, some skill um, seniors and uh, an offensive lineman that was really good that we lost. But for the most part, everybody else is coming back on offense. So uh, for us, with moving up to 5A, we just want to try to keep our ones healthy. Uh, our ones are definitely good enough to compete at 5A. Uh, we got to do a good job offseason whenever we can get an offseason. Uh, and developing now our, our twos a little bit. Uh, and I'm excited for the region we're going to be in. You know, last year we lost an upper state championship game uh, to Rand by two possessions, and, uh, you know, we were right there. And we felt like if we could have won that game, we had a chance to win the state title. So program is definitely trending upwards. We're comfortable with what we got coming back, and we're excited to, you know, to get to work in 2020 whenever we get a chance to. Ridgeview heading up to 5A football, and they call that, of course, that's like Power 5 football in the state of South Carolina, but don't undermine the 4A, 3A, and 2A, and 1A guys. They all play uh, some very powerful football, and you're right, Coach. You actually you went to the lower state. You played against what ended up being the state championship and a quarterback over there on the other side that Mr. Owens was just – he was on fire all year long. I thought you guys defensively did a good job kind of containing him for most of the night when you guys played him there in the lower state the, uh, that Friday night, but – uh, when you look at some of this, and you've done a re- really good job, and I remember a couple years ago when we first had you on on National Signing Day with Darnisha, and I uh, talked to you about how many kids you have going to the next level. Talk about your success that you've seen since you've taken this program over 
and, and just some of the key things that, that you've seen out of these kids that you could give advice to another kid, maybe at another school that he or she might need to be doing right now to get ready to get that big offer coming up next year. I think the main thing that separates the, the, the average ones from the good ones and the good ones from the great ones is just that want to. Uh, there's plenty of scholarship money to go to go around, especially in football. And I tell kids all the time, like, if you really want to play college football, there's a school out there for you. Uh, so just the ones that are that are doing above and beyond what they need to be doing, uh, doing everything in the classroom, the community, uh, and then, you know, doing the right things, not only, like, on film, but the stuff in practice, uh, those are the kids that are going to go far. Uh, and then it always helps, you know, if you have measurables. But even if you're a kid like myself, you know, that didn't have measurables, if you just truly believe in the process and believe in yourself, you know, we tell our kids at Ridgeview all the time, if there's any opportunity uh, you have to bet on yourself, you know, you go all in. Uh, you know, truly bet on yourself and truly believe that good things will happen for you. Live right now with Perry Parks, the head football coach up at Ridgeview High School, does a great job. Also puts together – and he's had it now for two years in a row, an all-star event up there where he has a senior bowl at the Midlands. Uh, Coach, talk a little bit about that, the success that you guys saw. I, I got a chance to see a lot of great pitchers and a lot of things. I know we were trying to get it together this year or last year, but we're guaranteed to be on board with it this year to do some stuff. But kind of recap that, uh, how did it turn out? And, and, and kind of give us a, an overall uh, view of uh, what, what came out of this year compared to the year before. Yeah, it, the game grew leaps and bounds for year one. We had a great turnout. Uh, this year's game, the East won for the second year in a row, but they won on the last-second field goal. Uh, so it's just kind of great feedback in the Columbia area. Um, Ken was on later on. He uh, took the blueprint, spawned the game. Um, my buddy Bobby Collins, he's a football coach AD at Marlboro County. Uh, he took the blueprint up to Charlotte, and they did a Queen City Bowl. So for me, man, the more kids that get out, to play one last time and get to showcase their abilities for a college. I think it's all worth the time and energy put into it. Uh, in the last few years, we had a huge event, so excited to build uh, for year three uh, and excited for those guys, those seniors, to get that one last opportunity to play ball. No doubt about it. We're trying to do what we can do here at Southern Sports Central to do something you and I have talked off the air and, and multiple times about doing a Tri-County Bowl here in the low country where we would have Charleston County, Berkeley County, and Dorchester County kids kind of going up to seniors because there's just not enough slots on the north-south and the Shrine Bowl. And seeing what you guys have done, and, of course, you know, a little bit further up the north side going in the upstate up there, of course, uh, what we see what Ken Brown's done up there with the high school blitz, and those guys are putting on what they have as well. And just to see these kids playing a little bit extra uh, around the uh, their senior year, you get one more look at it now. Let's talk about these kids who are seniors, who, who are going out right now, or maybe the juniors. I know you want to focus on the, the, the academics. We talked about that, staying healthy, very important. Are you encouraging your young men and, and, and even some of maybe the girls that you, you keep in contact with around the school that play sports to stay in shape? Or what type of workouts are they doing, and how are you staying involved to check in on these young men that, that play on your football program? Yeah, our strength coaches posted something, I think, once a week. And we definitely want those guys to try to do those workouts if they can. They have access to it. Um, but if not anything else, you know, I'm just worried about the, the mental approach. Uh, I go back to myself when I was in high school, and I, I'm just, you know, just being honest. I'm trying to always be honest with my players. I could probably count, you know, the times where it wasn't season where, you know, I worked out. Meaning, you know, I played three sports in high school, but uh, football for some I start working out football-wise, like right after spring ball. 
You know, so it, it's just it's a fine line of trying to get kids to understand the potential. Now, knowing hindsight is twenty twenty, if I would have worked a little harder, you know, there's no telling how good of my college career could have been that much better. But, you know, I just I'm, I'm realistic. I know the majority of the guys and girls right now, they're at home. You know, they might get out maybe once, twice a week. Um, but it, it's kind of hard to to kind of stress and press it. You know, the high school league told us, you know, everything we can do, uh, we can make it, you know, optional. Nothing can be mandatory, but it's, it's really, really hard to get that full reach and that buy-in and know that you're getting it. I can probably say I, I can guarantee, you know, maybe 1% of high schools in the state have, you know, 80% participation right now with kids doing stuff, you know, consistently. I've checked in with a lot of our guys. I'd probably say my program is probably at 35 to 40%. But, you know, just being realistic, you're not going to get it. So the question should be, like, how can you get more guys doing things? And for us, you know, we try to throw swag at them. We offer some Jordan cleats the other day for guys that are checking in with workouts. So you got to make it fun, man, especially in these crazy times, make it fun and unique and make guys want to, you know, lift weights and check in. I think uh, some schools are getting creative on social media doing that, and that's probably the best bet you can have to get kids to try to do extra workout stuff right now during these times. Yeah, no doubt. I'm trying to do what I can to do a no such thing as and it's an off season and hashtag it. You know, I've tagged some kids over at Somerville, the Fort Dorchester, Oceanside, or I think I've even tagged you guys a couple of times where I'm exercising up here or down here in Charleston, just trying to say, look, if the radio guy can do it, my God, everybody ought to do it. And yesterday, if I I went by one of our local parks and I saw Ashley Ridge and Fort Dorchester and Phillips Simmons, young man, and these are three different high schools and five or four different athletes all working together. And there's usually a Somerville kid over there working out with them. And I think that's really neat to see a lot of these kids that usually on Friday nights are going against each other, but here they are working together. And they're social distance apart. There's a big part, but they're sitting there and they're going through their reputation to work out, to stay in shape. And, and I think that's a, a huge thing. And it shows a lot of character as well. Now, Coach, before I get you out of here, man, i got to ask you questions, man. What's in the water at Cedar Grove? I know you and, of course, a couple of other coaches that we've had on the show as well, but it seems like you guys and, and, and everything that's come out of there has just turned into gold. Yeah. I tell you, it's a special place, man. Uh, for one, man, it's, it's not it's not too like too pleasing to the eye. I mean, it's a ran-down high school, uh, but everybody there is, is just hungry and driven, man. For me, that was my first high school coaching job. So, you know, I just wanted to do the best possible job I could do. Uh, and you mix that with a great culture, great athletes, and coaches that want to be successful, man. It's just, uh, it's a special place, man. They've, they've won a couple state titles the last couple of years, and uh, that's the one school. Like, even when I, you know, moved to a 6 a school to be an offensive coordinator at Pebble Brook, like, all throughout my career, I always say, man, I should have just stayed put, you know, maybe another year or two there because it's just, it's such a special place, man. Well, you know, we got you, of course, that comes on. You got Kareem Reed. He's the head ball coach over there at Griffin High School. Uh, this one guy we know a little bit about, Coach Smith. I mean, he's kind of doing his thing. He went from Peter Grove to Georgia State. Now he's a running back coach at Arkansas, and you got to look at the coaches there now. Man, he just won a state championship. Yeah. And like you said, this is a school, quite frankly, who has so much, I would say, hurdles to get over. You share a high school with everybody. There's a lot of different ins and outs, and you got to jump through a lot of hurdles. But, you know, when they came to Somerville two years ago, holy moly, the whole – it's like the whole city of Atlanta travels with them. The band came. I mean, everybody really supports that program, and I think that says a lot about uh, that entire community. 
Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, a special, special experience, man, a Friday night game at Pathersville Stadium. Uh, it's, it's something else, man. Those, those, those kids live and die football, and that, that's part of that, um, uh, that DeKalb County area, man, off of, uh, you know, River Road and Motorcrest area, man. They, they really, really love football, man, and that's a special program. Well, I tell you what, we're excited to have you here in our state, and I thank Darnisha for connecting the dots uh, about three, four years ago when you finally came on, and we we kind of had you on on a regular basis. And I tell you, there's a lot of coaches who give us their time, and you're one of those coaches who answers the call anytime we ask you to come in here. Now, of course, you played your college ball in my backyard up there at Coastal Carolina, and uh, tell me a little bit about that guy from Sacasie, the new coach who I think he was a running back in a Coastal back in the day, but now he's going to take over for the Braves and. Uh, I believe you guys played together um, at Shauna Clears when Coach Bennett was the head ball coach, and asking you guys to be more like dogs. Yeah, man, Ben, ben Hampton, you know, they don't even use fullbacks no more. Some of the kids are like, what's a fullback? But uh, we were 21 heavy when we came into Coastal, and Ben's a good old North Carolina boy, man. He's a great dude. We were actually roommates my sophomore year in college. We stayed at University Place, man. Uh, but Ben's a good dude, man. Uh, he, coaching at North Moran High School up in uh, right above Salisbury. And uh, he's excited, man, to move his family down to that beach area. And uh, Soccer is getting the guy that's going to come in and work hard, man. He's definitely for the kids. Trying to get a game with those guys. I don't think he want to play us no time soon, but he said maybe we can scrimmage him, but I can trick him into time <laughs> the contract make him go around. Well, I'll tell you what, it'd be exciting to see you guys square up. Anytime you want to come to Charleston, man, I tell you, like I told Coach Smith when he was in Cedar Grove, give me a shout. I'll find somebody down here in the low country for you guys to go up against. There's a lot of 5A teams, and there's a few 3 and 4A teams that I think would like to go up and have a, a home and away or home and home series with you. Uh, I guess one final thing, uh, how is everything over there? Uh, so the kids, how old are the kids now as far as middle school, elementary, oh. I believe, right? Oh, man, elementary, they're in the house. That's, that's Daddy, Daddy uh, School of Higher uh, Education and Learning. Uh, Bo is six, Lola's, Lola is three, and Zoe is one. So my hands uh, are full. I was able to stick out today and play some golf, but my hands are full Monday through uh, Friday. We're spring break this week, so I had to worry about no school going on this week. Hey, that's awesome. Coach, for everything that you do on the field, off the field, in the community, and just anything you're able to always continue to do here for me on Southern Sports Central and my staff, I say thank you very much. Uh, hopefully you had a great Easter, but we do look forward to catching up with you. And once they get this whole thing cleared up, uh, we still owe a, a ride up to, uh, of course, Ridgeville to get a view of the school and get a tour of the campus, and we're going to do that. And Who knows, maybe we'll do a live uh, morning show with you right there in your backyard. That sounds like a plan, man. You guys have a good one. All right. God bless you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That is Coach Perry Parks from Ridgeview High School. Glad to have him with us. Always, always fun to have him on here. He's very competitive. He played his college days with the Shawnee Clears over Coastal. Of course, he uh, is a, a Cedar Grove, uh, part of that coaching tree that continues to just, you know, there's some teams or some schools that they breed athletes. Well, these guys breed athletes and coaches. I think anybody who walks in the hallway, drinks the water, is going to come out and be great at whatever they do. And we're going to talk about those guys here a little bit later in the show because we're going to have a special uh, show actually dedicated to Cedar Grove with a bunch of their coaches, where are they now, and who's running the program today type of thing. So we do have to go to a break because hanging tight over there on the Tent Farm Hotlines right now is Mr. Gary Birdsong. He's the youth Swamp Fox uh, football director for the youth program over there. We're going to catch up with him. 
right out of break, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on SouthernSportsCentral.com. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman with Jonathan Farmer. He joined us, by the way, on Sunday night. And talk about everything happening over there at the tent farm. Of course, uh, it is that time of year. They will, of course, tent any window you got, be it at your business, your home, and or your ride, uh, whatever you need. You want to check in with those guys over there at the tent farm and make sure you let them know Southern Sports Central sent you. So without further ado, we head back to the tent farm hotlines and located right here in Somerville, South Carolina, over there at Ashley Ridge area is going to be Mr. Gary Birdsong joins us as he is the youth Swamp Fox football Program director, uh, of course, Gary. Welcome to the show. First of many times, uh, glad to have you with us, buddy. How are you, Rich? We're good, man. I know we got a chance to talk a little bit earlier today, and uh, I said this story a little bit earlier as uh, we were coming on the air. Where uh, Coach Feeler, he's the new head ball coach over there at Ashley Ridge. He was listening to the show last night. And he heard the news of Fort Dorchester and Somerville on the air talking about their youth program. He said, "Well, if you're going to talk about anybody's youth, you're going to talk about our youth." And he got this thing to happen pretty quickly at about a 24-hour turnaround time uh, as we were connected yesterday and into today. But uh, what's happening, man? Give us an update. What's going on over there with you guys? And, and give us kind of a background of how this program got to become a uh, day-to-day operation for you guys over there at uh, Asher Ridge. Right, well, first off, let me say this. I want to tell Coach Fiddler thank you for setting this up, and thank you guys for having us on the show. Um, we're real excited yes, about sir. this. Um this, all, this, this vision of this program started two years ago um, with my assistant, James Pennell, and we decided to pull the plug on it May of last year, on May 3rd to be exact. Uh, May 18th, we got to go ahead from um, Randall Tucker and Kenny Walker at Ashley Ridge to be the U Swamp Foxes. And from there, we just went full head of steam, man. We had 28 free football camps through the month of uh, June and July, 160 kids came out to tryouts. I think we rostered uh, roughly 90 kids. And um, all four of our – all three of our age groups went to the playoffs their first season. So, man, it's it's been full bore. Um, you know, we're, we're just built different. You know, we – bigger than football. Well, I tell you what, you got to love the energy that, of course, you guys are bringing and, and, and all the fun things that are happening over there. Uh, Gary, when we started to look at this thing, and we were fortunate enough to connect with some youth programs on Sunday, but to continue this drive and, and getting more involved with the youth and here of, of, I would say, the foundation of, of what we are all about here on Southern Sports Central. And it starts with the youth. I don't care how low you go. you got to teach them young, and then they kind of grow into it. But uh, we talked earlier about how important it is. And, and of course, the Somerville guys will wear their Somerville helmets, and 
the Fort Dorchester guys get to wear those helmets, but how about your guys? Your guys get to do the same thing, and there's kind of a special treat for making the team. Tell us a little bit about how this helmet thing came alive and what the helmets look like and how identical <laughs> are they going to be from the youngest age to their seniors in high school playing over there at the high school field. So uh, Coach Walker gave us one one thing that we had to had to adhere to to become the youth Swamp Foxes, and that's our helmets had to match theirs. Um, he set us up with Rydell. We got a deal with Rydell. We get a discount on the helmets. Our kids are wearing Vegas gold helmets, Cardinal face masks. We get a young man in at four years old. He'll be a Swamp Fox all the way until he graduates high school. Um, and that was the one thing that we had to adhere to, and we love it. Our helmet's a recruiting tool. Everybody's excited about that, that gold helmet. Yeah, the one thing we talk about here is culture, building that culture because it carries into, yes, you know, many different things. But talk to me about the culture. What, what, what is the normal expectation? What do you guys have as a mission statement over there that you guys know from the time that these young men walk on the field? And we talked about this earlier as well off the air, but you guys are going to be responsible for these young men anywhere from about six, seven years old, possibly all the way up to maybe about seventh grade. Is that right? Or where's yes, the sir. age group there that's starting the ending? So 12, 12 U is, um, cuts off at 12. That's where we start losing them, which is a seventh grader. And then they roll into to middle school ball. But, uh, man, our culture, you know, all of our coaches have bought into our vision of building this program. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than cheer. We're teaching professionalism on and off the field. We got our kids going up to the uh, school facility and cleaning up after storms. Um Programs participated in Backpack Buddy, donating food to the school for kids that are less fortunate. Um, one thing that we do do that's really big, um, we blew it off this year, blew the top off of it, and that was the Charity Bowl. Um, we held there at the high school. We had a night game underneath the lights in the stadium. We had, I think we had five five teams come in and play, and we ended up raising over $1,000 for a Carolina Youth Development Center down in North Charleston. And uh, went down and presented them with a check. And, you know, this year we're hoping we're going to be able to support a little bit uh, better charity directly related to the school. We're still working those details out. But um, we have, um, man, we got tutors. We got certified teachers that do free tutoring on Tuesdays and Thursdays for our kids, whether they need it or their parents just want them to have it. They only miss 30 minutes of practice because of the tutoring um they come in parents bring them in they sit down in a classroom environment they get tutored they bring their own homework in um something we did that set the standard and you'll see it come across the board for all these youth programs here in the low country this year is we did a signing day just like on college football um we had a big you know big big event set up at the school each each uh kid that made the team got their name called up, got their picture taken with a jersey. They signed a player code of conduct, and we did that for every child that made the team from the four-year-old all the way up to the 12-year-old. And um, that was we put that out on Facebook Live, and they ate it up. They absolutely loved it. And you know, I, I know it. me and you talked earlier, too, about social media. We have a huge social media presence, over 1,000 likes in less than a year. Um, we put information out constantly. This, uh, you know, we, I'm passionate about this. My assistant, James, is, is just as passionate. This is what we wanted. We, you know, Coach Walker paved the way for this, 
and we've met with Coach Fiddler, and, man, he's, he's going to raise the bar on us. You know, we got to step our game up to meet his expectations. We're going to be – our coaching staff's going to be working with his coaching staff. His coaching staff's going to be coming down and working with us. He's setting up some special things for our kids to come in and participate with, with their coaching staff. And, you know, it's time, it's time to raise the, raise the bar for Ashley Ridge. You know, it's time to put that small no on the map across the state. When you get a guy like Shane Fiedler, I'm going to tell you about Shane. I've seen him multiple times here is, uh, with, with everything going down and around here. We're all kind of sitting still. Coach Fiedler over there, uh, I've seen him play tuba, I believe, uh, or some drums or something at a pep rally. I've seen him dancing with the cheerleading squad. So he's going to bring all that energy from Waltham. He's going to put it over there at Ashley Ridge, and that's what they need. You know, you, you look and see so many players, coaches now. Those are the guys who seem to get things done. In the new age of, of these young kids, they like that swag thing. They like the Facebook Live. They're signing their signing day. And I, and I applaud you for that. That's creative. And, and hopefully other coaches, you're listening. And what a great opportunity to get the youth excited about feeling uh, some type of ownership. And then signing something, putting it on paper makes it real, right? I mean, that makes yes, it sir. more of an accountability yes, there. And I like that aspect from you as well as we're live right now with Gary Birdsong. He is a youth Swamp Fox football program director over there for the Swamp Fox. He's building young Swamp Foxes to be the grown Swamp Foxes, but step-by-step uh, step they'll get there, and I can tell you that Coach Fuller is going to have himself and his coaches, his players will probably be around. Uh, I'm excited to see this com- competition and how these things are all kind of working themselves out. Now, there's a few other things going on around there. You talked earlier about your, you know, one of your assistants there that that uh, plays a big role, same passion as you. I want to hear about that individual as well as uh, the girls. They're just as important, guys. I mean, we run out of the tunnel. We want to know that cheerleading squad's up and ready to roll and throw up those hands, right, do some cheers and, and, and get the crowd up and moving. So tell us a little bit about the guys and girls around you and, and uh, what are they doing to help you uh, get this thing up and moving here in 2019, 2020, excuse me. Well, um, I got my assistant, James Pennell, sitting here. He's also my 12 U head coach um he is our graphic design it guru um not just for the small foxes um other programs within the league he does stuff directly for the league as well um if you see a hot graphic on south carolina youth football association site james made it if you see a hot graphic on our site he made it he's he's designed our uniforms um he's designed all of our swag he handles all of our website stuff um Tell you, man, he's the one. He's the one that keeps it all together behind the scenes. Um, I'm the face of the program, and he's the brain of the program. And then here to my right, I got my lovely wife sitting. She's our uh, cheer director. We decided this year that we were going to put a cheer, a cheer program in place, not only because I have a daughter, but because I think football and cheer go hand in hand. And um, right. I guess I'll let her. No, okay. Um, we got. As it, like, no, right now, as, it, as it stands right now, um, our goal was to have 60 cheerleaders registered for fall cheer, and we hadn't even right. hit full registration season yet. And we we are currently have 59 fall cheerleaders registered. Um, we yeah, I, got, I got a challenge for you, Gary. When you guys when you get that 75 to 100, I want you to go up to them on that first day of tryouts. I want you to circle them around. Now, you better be ready to run when you say this, but I want you to look at those young ladies and let them know that cheerleading is not a sport. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's a, make sure you have well, one of those helmets on because they're going <laughs> to – they would attack you in fashion. I had a buddy of mine. I told this story Sunday night where I had a buddy of mine lean over and say something one time. We were out to eat, and, and there must have been like a cheerleading convention or something, man, and he 
he really didn't realize that they take that stuff pretty serious. But there's a lot of work that goes into that stuff. I, you know, it's a competitive sport as well. These girls, uh, I know at the high school level, and you mentioned you do have some high school ladies that also uh, come in and help out and stuff like that as well. But, you know, these girls are going out on Saturdays up in the upstate of Columbia and, 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 of course, Greenville and all that, and they're doing competitions as well. So I would imagine uh, the cheerleading coach, she's aware of that. She cheered back in her days, I believe you had mentioned, in the past maybe over to Stratford High School. That being said, she understands the passion these young kids have, these young ladies have, excuse me. Um, how much How much are we paying into that, though, and, and what do these girls need to be doing now? And I want to hear this, too. Uh, what do the guys need to be doing now to get registered, to get involved, so that we can kind of take that next step to show that they're ready to be engaged with this program over to Asher Ridge? So our website is somervillesmallfoxes.com. Um, it's up and running. Registration has been open since, I think, the big, uh, middle of January. Um, our social media, our Facebook page is Somerville Swamp Foxes, Instagram, Somerville Swamp Foxes. We have a TikTok account, Somerville Swamp Foxes. Um, like I said, we have a big social media presence. Uh, Swamp Foxes are doing it. We're putting it on social media. Um, I think I told you earlier today, too, we have a very transparent program. You know, we don't have anything to hide. Sure. Parents want to know, they can call me. My phone does not get turned off, and I will answer it at 1030 at night, sitting in bed, watching the news. Um, you know, same thing with my wife. She, if her phone rings, she's going to answer it. She's going to talk to whoever she needs to talk to about cheerleading. Um, I will say this, though. Cheerleading is a sport. And no they're, nothing but, they're nothing but athletes wearing a different uniform. Um, I take pride in our cheer program as it stands right now. These girls are, these girls are lit. We're bringing something new to, to you right. cheerleading, um, especially in the competitive, competitive sport level. Our girls are already involved with the best, tumbling coach in the state. His name is Tony Peters. Um, we have 29 of our girls already registered in tumbling with him for cheer-specific tumbling. He trains all the high school cheerleaders. Um, he's phenomenal. And those girls, are they're, they're on it. They're doing, on Thursday nights, they're doing virtual, right now they're doing virtual cheer practice. Um, and it's pretty funny to see a seven-year-old sitting in front of a computer screaming at the top of her lungs in, in the living room doing cheers. Right. Um, it's pretty entertaining, actually. I, I sit back and kind of laugh because she's she's giving it her all. <laughs> and, you know, there's 20-something other girls on this Zoom call doing the same thing. So, you know, we, we're trying to bring the full package in, Rich. You know, not just, not just a football player and a cheerleader. We're trying to bring somebody that's going to be developed into a community servant. And, you know, that's – I told you earlier today on the phone, I'm a firefighter. I'm a Somerville firefighter. I'm a, a veteran. Thank you. We got multiple. We got multiple veteran um, coaches on our that are veterans on our staff, and you know we take pride in in supporting that. And it's about this community. It's about these kids. And I tell you, man, it's we pour our heart into this program day in and day out. There's no days off. I think we maybe took ten days off from the end of December, beginning of January, and after that we were right back on. And it, it does not stop. And I'm not well, going to tell you what, first of all, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service that you gave us uh, as, uh, as a veteran. Now, also, thank you for what you're currently doing. I mean, here you are running into burning fires, right? We're running out of burning fires. I mean, you know, yes, there's, 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 it's kind of a parking on driveways and driving on parkways kind of thing to me. But I appreciate what you do day in and day out. And, and I can't tell you enough. That means a lot to me. But it also means a lot. Here you are giving up your hours, your energy to so many other young men and women 
uh, as you and your wife are coaching, of course, your assistant, your, uh, your right-hand man there to you as well. Everything that he does for the program is for the low country, for, this, for Somerville. So this is a Somerville program as well, right? I mean, you guys are, are addressed out here in Somerville. So this is, you know, it's kind of a trifecta here with all three of the schools here. But I'm excited to be a part of what you guys are doing. I told you before, at, at any point in time, you guys have a, a fundraiser, be it the cheerleading squad or the football squad or whatever you got going on. Heck, if you got something in the fire department, you want to get it out. Utilize this is your platform. I just have an opportunity to push the little green button to get us live. But um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity for Coach Beeler to put us together. I know uh, he's yes, going to be jumping on with us possibly as early as Thursday again because I'm giving him some time to get acclimated. But uh, now it's time to get him back in here with me too. But I want to say this. God bless you. Take care. Thank you so much to both of those beside you. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll get the cheerleading coach in here. She's going to have to get a little bit, you know, you got to do a little cheer or something in here. We'll get her going in a couple of weeks, give her some time to get comfortable. But uh, I'm excited. When is the first practice tentatively right now? And when does the season start? We didn't ask that question on Sunday. Um, first, first week of June is when we start fall football camps. Well, actually, to be honest with you, we've already started camps. We had to shut down because of right. coronavirus. Um, we've already – I think we've already had 15 camps already this season, um, non-contact, obviously. But um, – Sure. As soon as we get fired back up, as soon as as soon as the governor says we can step foot on a field in a group bigger than 50, because that's how many we've had at these camps, um, mm-hmm. swamp boxes are rolling. Like the the swamp boxes right. press is coming down the track. Um, I do have a challenge for you, and gotcha. What you got? I'm pretty. I have to double check the schedule, but I'm pretty sure that the that Greg Kessler's Somerville Green Wave is coming to the to the swamp. You got to come broadcast that game. Give me the date, brother. We're through. I know a guy. We're going to take care of that. That's a Saturday, or is that usually a Saturday game? That's going to be a Saturday. I'm going to check with Coach Fiedler and see if we can get the the not get a night game that day. Um, okay. And you know, because we play we play during the day on Saturday. So, but I'll check to see if we can get that to be a night game. And um, yeah. I'd love to have you come out and broadcast that game from the swamp and I'll guarantee you we'll you know, do it. We'll do it, man. Hey, here's the cool thing with us. We're in the press box, so you guys can do it at day at night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It stays usually about 65 in that press box up there at Ashley Ridge. I was there this past year for the varsity game between Somerville and Ashley Ridge. And uh, it's the best seat in the house, but it's also the, probably the coolest seat in the house as well. <laughs> well, buddy, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, Talk to you here hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But text me. Send me the messages uh, and anything that we can do. If you want to jump back in here in the next couple of weeks, we'd love to have you. But make sure you tell the uh, young lady to your right or to the left and vice versa for your uh, for, for the guy that you lean on to help you out. We appreciate it all, and we look forward to it. And uh, good luck to you guys as you guys get ready for the 2020 season. Yes, sir. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Eugene. All right, guys. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank the uh, group over there at Ashley Ridge. How about this? Now, when you call one, you get them all. And that now, of course, checks the box over to Ashley Ridge. And now Gary Birdsong is going to be a regular going forward. He is a U Swamp Fox football director over there. He is, of course, uh, excited about his opportunity here, the program director for uh, the Swamp Foxes and the things that he'll get to do. And we want to thank Coach Shane Feeler for putting this thing together. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring Eugene back in here with me. Uh, Eugene, of course, uh, you know, you're doing a great job back in the – 
uh, outside studios over at North Charleston and Park Circle, pushing some buttons and answering some calls and stuff. But, uh, man, there's so much excitement. First guest, of course, Perry Parks comes in, man, and did a great job kind of updating what's going on over there. These guys are going from 4A to 5A. Uh, and then we got some other insights on some other schools around the state as well as Coastal Carolina where he played his college days, but. Yeah, you know, these interviews were great, but you know what I thought uh, and what I just heard? The Ashley Ridge cheerleading squad just called out the director for the Somerville squad because the Somerville squad seemed pretty hype. He just said his girls were lit. So I just, you know, let's cover a cheer off, man. Let's cover a cheer off. My man just said his girls were lit. So he just called out our <laughs> wonderful guest of life from two nights ago and just said, yeah, these girls are ready to roll. Ashley Ridge is ready to roll. But uh, you know what I love, like though? That, about what was that, that movie, Bring It On? Exactly. I think there's about six series of those. I, I honestly have <laughs> never seen one. My daughter's a pitcher for softball. She's uh, played basketball, soccer. She tried cheer twice. It just wasn't her gig. But um, Right. The uh, one of the things that I loved was uh, where he was talking about the uh, Vegas Gold Helmets, starting at mm. from four years old up. They're in the system. Man. That's dudes like we're talking about who we are interviewing the Somerville people and the Fort D people. You know, they grew up in the system. Right. They played for this team, so to speak. They got the town on their chest for six years, eight sure. years, whatever it is. That's cool. You know, and for them and but, for the head, the new head it, coach, Axel Ridge. Been up in Somerville, though. Right. Yeah. Oh, I get it. But you and I interviewed the, the, the culture uh, in, in the, this community up here on this side has been big. And I know you've been on the wet. You've been over at Wando's side of things and, and Oceanside side of things. And of course, uh, Gerald, uh, you know, played at Sockacy for a little while. But, but it, it's Nick, almost like once yeah. you get into Dorchester County, man, it's been a whole different. It's a can of worms that's totally different than you see in some other areas. Oh, I get it. And Mickey uh, runs the same thing in the Somerville Rec Department. You know, the kids had to right. run some of Somerville plays. And if they called a play in the huddle and ran a different play, they got flagged because there was a referee in the huddle for a legal procedure. And Mickey set that up, and that was, that was a great idea. And I think um, where he got it from was what, uh, what's the guy at uh, South Carolina who was a coach at Burns back in the day when they were rickrolling everybody. Um, and that was the thing is that, you know, I hear this, and that's what all these teams are doing, Ashton Ridge, 4D, Somerville, sounds like Cane Bay is jumping on, you know, and they're bringing up these kids in the program. We're running their plays, their culture from four and five years old. So when a kid is a right. senior in high school seven years later, man, that's ingrained. Right. Think about someone who joins the military. You've been in the Marine seven years. You're a Marine. You know what I mean? And it's the same yeah. type of it's the same type of teaching mentality with raising these kids up in the culture to respect the school, respect the town on your right. chest, respect the colors on your head. And that was really cool right. to hear that that the because uh, you know, like I said, the the very first time we opened up this show, the, one of the first guests we had on was the uh, new head coach Asher Ridge, and you could just feel that mm-hmm. excitement, you know, coming from Waccamaw, his passion for it. You know, we've seen his dances on on videos. I mean, the guy just really right. cares. And it sounds like he reached out to the Rydell, and those shoes are about four twenty-five each. I've ordered many, many, many of them at Oceanside. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to reach out to vendors and get deals to put them on a four and five-year-old's head—that's deep. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's powerful for the community. That's powerful to get these kids, you know, locked into his program. I mean, it, it's a great marketing tool. It's a great safety feature. You know. 
just blown away by hearing that, man. Pretty exciting. They get to keep the helmet, dude. I mean, that's the key. I heard. I heard hundred dollars keep the helmet. I'm thinking winner, winner, man. That's awesome. I think that's a great idea. And you know, Jared did a great job, man. I mean, I I wanted to go get a helmet. You know, he was describing the way he broke it down. I don't know if he's got it written down or maybe Coach Beeler kind of. Hey, look, man. Or maybe it's Coach Walker because I I do want to make sure Coach Walker gets some love. He's done a great job. And you know, it's kind of like this. You know, when you look at a coach coming in and a coach going out. I think South Carolina, the Gamecocks had it best. When I used to tell people, when they hired Steve Spur, excuse me, when they hired Lou Holtz, they took football serious. That was one of the first times I really thought, okay, South Carolina wants to play football on Saturdays and a few Thursday nights. But then all of a sudden they hired Steve Spurrier. And it wasn't that he was better than Lou Holtz. It was that he was going to take it up to the next level. And I think that's what you're going to see with Shane over there, Coach Spieler over there at Ashley Ridge. I think you're going to see that with Somerville now, where, of course, uh, you know, they've got – uh, you know, Ian over there, Mr. Rafferty, Coach Rafferty, excuse me, uh, he's going to take it over from Coach Call, who did a great job at Somerville. Coach Call's heading over to Oceanside. Well, Coach Greer's really set that bar, but his job is to take it to the next level. So, you know, there's a lot of that happening more now than ever. 17 openings in Charleston, still two openings are remaining. That's Timberland and Wando. Neither one of those have yet, I don't think, have coaches. Uh, and you talked about how many youth programs there are. I believe, and we'll get that exact number by uh, Jay Williams. He's going to join us at 730. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. And I think he said somewhere around the number is, uh, give or take a few numbers here, it's somewhere, I think, 16 maybe. And actually, Goose Creek has a team, but they're not part of that organization. They don't actually, or maybe they are, but they don't have the Goose Creek Gators on their helmet. They have a different uh, logo on there and hopefully we can help kind of promote push to get them to have that because you know I, I struggle going to some of these youth games where you look like it's a Mortal Kombat video game and they've got these crazy uniforms on it's like the XFL stuff I don't like it I like the traditional stuff but I really like more than anything to see these kids going against the other community you know traveling to Goose Creek to, to Cane Bay to Stratford to Berkeley uh, maybe to Wando maybe a little bit of a road trip for moms and dads but definitely around some of the local schools here in the, in the areas and, and let them get each other. How cool would it be to watch three games and you're sitting there watching three different brackets, three different groups of young men, you know, who are going to hopefully one day play at their local high schools and they're wearing the same helmet and they would always have those pictures on their walls. And it's almost like charting the numbers on their height as they grow on the, uh, in, in the kitchen, right? Cause you're going to see these, these kids are going to grow into the, the new uniforms year after year. So for me, uh, that's a lot of excitement. I like to hear this stuff. I love the excitement, of course, that Gary and his group are bringing together. I talked to him today uh, periodically throughout the day, actually, about what was going on over there and how the fun things that they have going. And his excitement, I'm going to tell you something, man. He is, without a doubt, he's the right man for the job. I think Coach Wheeler uh, definitely has a good guy over there running the program. Like he said, he's the face of the program or the voice of the program as well. Uh, but we're going to do it, Eugene. We're going to go ahead and, and stamp it. We just don't know what date yet. But on that Saturday, when Somerville plays Ashley Ridge at Ashley Ridge, you will get your first taste of color commentating, and I'll do the play-by-play. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with it, man. You know, we'll give these kids a little bit of love and have some no. fun with it. But We need to do the round robin. It's Saturdays. We do high school sports on Friday night. We need to do the round robin. We need to give those kids over at Cane Bay some love. To Stratford some love. We need to get Fort D some love, Somerville and Asher Ridge. You know, let's just roll with it, man. These kids, because I'll tell you, um, one of the kids I was training, uh, that the incoming freshman Oceanside, he was the kicker for South Carolina in the uh, the Carolina Bowl up in that was hosted by Duke. 
and there is a running back from the area, and I hear he is zoned for Fort D. And the head coach for the South Carolina team was Steve LaPrade, and he brought in a bunch of his staff members. This kid is a beast. And you can see these high school coaches already, like, drooling over this kid. You can only imagine, you know, in a couple of years if he keeps working hard and whatnot. And even even my kicker, LaPrade, LaPrade put him in Duke's indoor facility and said, if you hit the 45-yarder, I'm putting you in my truck and taking you home. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but you, what I'm loving is these head coaches, and I don't want to – I'm not calling out a head coach's name. I won't say a name. We begged the head coach for Thank years. You to get involved in the middle school program and the youth program in that area. and said, come on, man, you know, build these kids up. They look up to you. These guys go to Friday night games and they worship the kids on the field. They look up to you as like the head coach almost as like this godlike status. And, and that's, I'm not making any deity things, but um, and, and it never happened. And so when you see that all these head coaches in the area, the new head coach coming in, making this effort to reach out to four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, middle school kids, dressing them up, giving them gear, you know, the swag, as the kids call it, man, that's amazing. Right. That's, what, that's what makes the culture, and that's what brings kids in. And it's awesome to hear that these guys are doing that all over Dorchester County. No, and they're doing it in a big way, and I'm excited about getting all these programs in. And tonight, after tonight, we'll have a list of all the schools – uh, that have those feeder programs, and we're going to get each one of those coaches and their cheerleading uh, coaches in here. We'll have some fun with it. Now, I do know Kevin Bellish is listening. He is the track coach at Somerville High School. Coach Bellish, uh, good afternoon, sir. Glad you could, uh, you know, embrace it. give us some of your time. I know it's uh, it's hard to get these days. Uh, that being said, he's also the uh, defensive back coach over there at Somerville as well. Uh, coach, you're listening. I would like to go ahead, and, and I'm going to say this as well because this is a good segue before we head to break, but – uh, you know, Eugene and I have been talking a little bit. How can we give back to the community a little bit more? How can we recognize, you know, some of the things that are happening in our community? Uh, and, of course, right now with this whole seniors not getting on the field and not getting some of the things, we're going to do this new thing called the Huge News Segment beginning this Sunday. This is going to be on the 19th, a Spotlight 2020 featuring seniors, spring athletes who have had to forego their senior season. So, of course, Coach Bellish and other coaches, if you're listening Get in touch with me so that I can interview him or her on the radio. Give them a few, a little bit of airtime just to say we appreciate you. We love you. We understand. Uh, it's got to be hard. I, I couldn't imagine. I can understand, but I can't imagine what you're going through. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's got to be hard. Coach Bellish had a great track team together. Him and, of course, his crew had worked hard. I actually was at the final track meet that they had, as we think, right now. Uh, a couple of months, well, about a month ago, and uh, he put it is a it is a huge production uh, to host about 12, 15 different schools and do a big track meet like they did at Somerville about a month ago. And uh, hats off to all of the coaches who I know you put in the work in the fall and then the winter, and you prepared really hard right before the spring hit. You picked your team, and and uh, I know the kids are hit, but trust me, let me tell you as a, as a former coach, uh, it, it's hard to see your kids in pain. It's hard to see your kids in your house in pain. Well, it's the same feeling when you see those kids, of course, who may never play another sport again as far as organized sports. Uh, this may have been their one opportunity. Maybe that scholarship was waiting on them at the end of this year. That won't be the case, uh, possibly. I'm not saying it won't be, uh, but I just hope there's a way that we can do whatever we can. So, coaches, again, inbox us at SO Sports Central. That's our Twitter page. Or find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and uh, connect us with your athlete who you would like us to feature on our show on Sundays. 
And uh, if I could do three hours of all these kids, I'll give the whole Sunday to them. That's just fine with us. So uh, we do have to go to a break because it is top of the hour. So coming up next, we're going to go to Mount Pleasant to Oceanside where the new head coach over there is Joe Call. How about that? That's going to be an exciting interview. He's going to look a little different this time around, but we're still excited to get him in here with us, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central, top of the hour here as we're coming back next with the head coach of Oceanside, guys. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Alvin, alongside Eugene Benton here. The coach is with me going forward. We're excited to have him part of the family here at Southern Sports Central, coming to you live from the Factory Studios in Somerville, South Carolina, home of the Factory Weight Room Gym. Phenomenal facility over there in Hanahan, South Carolina, at 5913 Loftus Road. Uh, we'll get you more information about that here uh, in, in just a few, but uh, we're excited uh, about everything going on here and, of course, uh, Southern Sports Central. There's just so much fun things that are happening uh, in and around uh, the area. But, uh, Eugene, when you start to lay out and look at everything that's going on, man, as we're going to get in here in just a few minutes, hopefully with uh, uh, the new head coach over at Oceanside, man, uh, when we talk about this momentum going forward, and it's like I told you know, Coach Parks uh, during the – before we got him in here, we were talking uh, one-on-one before we went on the air. There's always something. There's always something to cover in the world of sports, even though there might not be a hot topic, but there's always something going on right now behind the scenes. Yeah, there's coaching changes, players move, players transfer, you know, the player portal, like we talked with uh, the young man going to Illinois. All these things open up, and, you know, there are things going on. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey signing to become the highest-paid running back in the NFL now, like $16 million a year or something like that. I mean, it's a, there's always something going on, um, even though it may not be on the field, you know. And uh, there are stories, the feel-good stories of athletes who aren't training right now who are out doing things for the community, and those are great, great stories to hear about, um, you know, that they may have 
not be able to perform on the their senior season may be gone, but here they are, you know, sacrificing or, or giving up their time to help others. And, uh, you know, some of these things that, you, like you mentioned earlier, we hope to cover. And, and that's a big part of it, you know, what we do and, and why we're doing it is to help these kids out and to put We're trying to cover everything here as we're uh, just lost, Eugene. Of course, he must have been moving around a little bit here. And, of course, uh, you know, he, he's right. There's always something going on. And I do want to go to now it looks like we've got a caller hanging tight with us over there on the 843. Of course, we say uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Who's with us? Well, they dropped as well. So, look at there. That being said, uh, you know, we started to kind of look at some of the fun things that are happening here. Eugene's now back in here with us in the queue. So, you know, again, you, you start to kind of put everything together, and there's been so much things happening. And thanks to the coaching carousel and things like that, uh, Eugene, you start to kind of see we've had some things to talk about, Coach Call getting hired over there at, at Oceanside. Uh, what were your takes on it? I, I know you've been close to that program for about three years now. You were very close to course, uh, the coach over there that just left. But you and I have been talking about this possibility here for the last couple of days, maybe the last couple of weeks. When, of course, I knew he lived on that side of the world, I said, well, why not? Why wouldn't he want to jump in there and uh, take what he knows he can do and, and take that program to the next step? Yeah, and he was someone that I've always admired. You know, I uh, when I lived in Somerville with our family, lived a couple of houses down from his grandfather, uh, saw him play in high school, saw him play at the Citadel, uh, followed his career growing up. This guy's put – you know, not only high school kids in college, but there are several of them in the NFL. He's an offensive guy, but he's a head coach, which means he knows all the things about the program and how to run a program. Um, and today when I got that call, you know, I, I had been considering, you know, stepping aside for, for several months, even before Coach Brewer decided he was leaving, uh, for personal reasons. I want to spend some time with my kids. And, you know, they're getting older. You know, I had some other things going on in life. And then Joe, uh, Coach Cole called me and said, hey, let's talk. And I sat down with him today over the phone, um, and we talked. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I was the guy who was like, you know, I'm retired. You know, I just want to train guys. You know, I, I train national kickers, and I go to the national competition. You know, and I don't want to be bound by these high school roles. I, I'm just out. And he was like, you know, I get it. The virus has got things shut down. Let's talk about it. Let's meet. Let's do a Zoom. Send me your email. I mean, if he can sell me, I thought that was a pretty good thing. And, uh, you know, and he did. And he's, you know, I respect him. I respect, you know, everything he's ever done. I respect the family. Uh, like I said, you know, my kids grew up down the street from, from his grandfather, and he would see him playing basketball, and he would ask them if they were going to come play football for him. And they got bug-eyed and wild-eyed and, you know, Halloween treats were great with uh, Miss McKissick making the chocolate chip cookies and, you know, and, and all that aside, you know, I was told I had a Zoom meeting with my kickers, all of them, even the incoming freshman um, who's ranked number one nationally. And I said, look, man, whether it was Coach Robbins or Coach Cole or, Coach, or you know, somebody else, you guys are in great hands. The program is great. You know, I said, and now that we know it's Coach Cole, I just want you to know that, He's a great dude. He's a great coach. He has great connections. You know, everyone knows, you know, colleges and things know about him. 
They know who he is. They know his family. And I said, you know, whether or not I'm able to be on the field every Friday, you're in great hands. We'll still train. We'll still right. travel. We'll still take the college visits. But Coach Call will make sure he can do everything for you. And that was yesterday. So today when he and I had that call, I said, hey, this is what I told my guys. And he said, are all, all of them staying? And I said, all of them said they want to stay. And he said, man, whatever you want to do, you know, I'll help them out. You know, I'm there for them. I'm there for you. You know, you and I keep a dialogue open. Let's keep talking. You know, I'll, I'll see what I can do to help you out as well as a as an assistant. And let's just keep the channels open. And I was I was blown away. I mean, it's a 20-minute phone call. He's a guy that's highly in demand. Obviously, every news media wants to interview him. Every kid wants to talk to him. Every parent wants to. You know, and that that 20 minutes was pretty good. Uh, it was actually very powerful. He was very genuine and um, very sincere in his words. And it's respectful. And, you know, we ended it with, he, he told me, he said, hey, Bob, I just want to tell you I'm going to pray for you. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's our dude, man. Yep. So let's do this, man. I uh, I wanted you to get through your through what you had to say there, and that was pretty awesome because that's a great segue to bring uh, the new head coach over there from Oceanside Academy, the new land shark, at least he's the head shark now. And that, of course, is uh, a brother of mine and Coach, coach Call. Uh, man, I tell you, it, it, it was it was weird. I got I to gotta be honest with you, Coach. I saw you in that blue and uh, all, all that gear yesterday. You look good in it, man, but it just uh, – I've been spent, I spent a lot of seasons, you and me together, up here at Somerville, man, doing Friday night football, doing coaches' shows, and – I, I just I've never seen you in blue. It just looked different. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, um, little, little different look. I, I tell you, there, there's a you know, even though it's a different colors, there's a lot of a lot of similarities. I'm sure we'll we'll get into uh, the conversation here for the next few minutes. But uh, it's a uh, yeah. I, I tell you, anytime and, and y'all know this, but y'all you know exactly what I'm about to say and and people listening. But uh, anybody that's got a teenager. When you get a teenager's approval of uh, of what you're wearing, um, you know you, you know you're doing all right. And uh, when I when I came downstairs and had had that shirt on for the first time, and and uh, Carter, my son, is 13, he looked at me. He's like, "Yeah, Dad, I like it." You know, so I knew uh, <laughs> I knew we were I knew it was uh, doing all right. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, I just uh, kind of caught the end of uh, Eugene talking right there. But uh, man, I enjoyed that conversation with him, and uh, you know, he and I are going to going to. Uh, you know, hey, like you said, you know, we go, we pray about it, pray about our situations, and and let things fall how they're uh, that they're going to fall. You know, God has a plan for all of us, and and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what's going. But man, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, for the job he does and the the, the way people re- respect him and and uh, those, those kids respect and love him, and you know, he just takes them all over the place and puts them in you know where they need to be in order to get to get looked at and get seen. You know, that's just, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm got to do this, you know, I'm on the recruiting side, you know? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the conversation with him and, and all that. And actually, you know, right here before we, we got on, uh, you know, um, I was a little late getting on with you, but, uh, I had, uh, my, my front door doorbell rang, which has been kind of unusual during, during this time with social distancing and, uh, um, my wife went open the door. She's like, "Oh, uh, I guess you guys are here to see Coach Call." Well, it was uh, two uh, two two players showed up on the doorstep, and you know we kind of separated on the the front porch and had a little conversation. Uh, you know, we we kind of, but it was great for those two guys to just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's you know, do do it. It shows a lot about their character, you know, to be able to 
to kind of get together. And I can imagine the conversations they had with each other. Man, let's go by and see coach or, you know, but just a man really to, to do that book meant a lot, but I just, uh, kind of bright, you know, it's been a, been a good week, but man, I'm just, man, I topped it off right there. Those two guys is, uh, coming by and man, just really, you know, ringing that doorbell and just wanting, wanting to introduce themselves and talking, man. That was awesome. Live right now, the new head coach over there at Oceanside Academy. That, of course, is the new land shark. He's the head shark over there. Coach Joe Call will run the football program. And, uh, Coach, I'm expecting big things from you. I, again, we, we talk about all the conversations. Uh, I said this during a tweet and many Facebook posts that, of course, I had put out when you announced that you were leaving Somerville and, and you were doing what you needed to do for your family. And, and I, I, again, for, for many coaches, uh, you know, you don't, you don't get a chance to do stuff. And, and you had an opportunity. And, God kind of put everything in order the way it needed to be, and, and I think you're where you need to be. Where uh, I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. But, you know, I know what that program expects. I'm very close to a lot of land sharks over there. And, of course, I was really close to Chad as well, as you know, is, uh, that relationship. So I knew you were a perfect fit for those guys. And I said this on the air, and they had some great candidates. And there was another guy I thought would have been a perfect the job. fit uh, as well. But, um, you know, we're, we're excited, man. We're, we're excited about what you're doing. We're excited about what you have. But what's kind of been the – walking around your neighborhood now, is, is it a little bit more surreal than it was prior to getting over there earlier? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm just um, uh, as, as we were talking, the uh, um, uh, Oceanside parent just was walking. There's a hug behind her. She was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, been a little different. And actually, uh, uh, we, we I, I put a picture on uh, – uh, on my Facebook page, just uh, maybe an hour ago, but uh, uh, we got sharked over here. We, uh, our principal, Miss Corley, and, and Mark Meyer, the athletic director, went and bought a bunch of Oceanside signs uh, uh, and put them up in our front yard, all the way along the front yard. So, you know, they wanted all the neighbors to know uh, uh, we chose to be a shark over here. And, uh, you know, that's what the signs it says, I chose to be a shark and the Oceanside O. And, and uh, just a parent. Just walking by, she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're the new coach." So yeah, that's funny. As, as you're asking me, that appearance walking by saying that. So, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, we get with a lot of lot of Oceanside families right here in the neighborhood, and uh, you know, it, it's really kind of going through this process. A lot of those uh, parents and families have really reached out, and, and it was just over and over, guys. I mean, and y'all, y'all know this haven't been around Ocean. Just they they can't say enough good things about you know, the entire school, you know, the entire uh, environment and culture that's over there and uh, the people leading Oceanside and, um, you know, not, I mean, from, from, you know, Miss Corley to principal and now, now, you know, putting, putting Mark in the athletic director role and there's so many other coaches that I've gotten to, to, to talk to. And, and, and that just comes, you know, from all these parents, you know, that just uh, have reached out, you know, whether not just social media, but like you said, in the neighborhood, you know, they're just, uh, you know they 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 walk they're they're proud of Oceanside and you know and and proud that their kids go there and and uh, then certainly when the announcement was made yesterday I mean it's just we've been flooded with our neighbors uh, congratulating us and excited so it's uh and it's that family atmosphere that you know that's a lot of the similarities have just just shown up how you know they 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 love each other there's a lot of love within the school and within this community and and. Uh, you know, it, it, it filters, it's not just the football team. It's not, just, I mean, it's, it's everything, you know, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really, and I told Elizabeth last night, my wife, I said, it's, uh, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of really kind of how it must've been like when my granddad 
uh, first started at Somerville, you know, just kind of kind of smaller. You know, there's only you know 700 total students at the school. There's only 15 teachers, and you know, so it's a it's a smaller environment, but it's a it's a community environment where you know they all support each other, they all know each other, they're all um, you know communicate with each other, and you know they all pull for each other, and you know the you, know, you get the, the, the all the football players go to the volleyball games, to the soccer games, to the baseball game. You know, I mean, they just it's real supportive, and uh, and it's just uh, man, it's all of that kind of stuff that people can't read or people don't. You know, all they hear most of the time through through uh, media outlets is, is negative stuff. And, uh, and this is just a side that people don't see that, you know, that I've really kind of gotten to learn about and, and really fall in love with. And uh, that's, uh, you know, when I'm talking about some of the similarities, you know, um, uh, that's certainly one of them. And, you know, the, the Oceanside O is, uh, is another one. You know, that's uh, the similarities, you know, we see not only the, the family – you know the, the the family bond between with everybody, but then you know it gets down to you know what's recognizable about your school. You know what what makes it stand out, and you know sometimes it's your colors, or but but sometimes like at Somerville, it's always that OVLS, and and here at Oceanside, it's it's the O. You know, um, it, it's that it, it's something different that nobody else has. You know that uh, that we're going to take. You know, not only within the Low Country, but they've done a good job of. You know, statewide semifinals football, you know, the the team's only, you know, school's only been around four years, and they're winning state championships in and, and all their sports. And, you know, not only, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, soccer and tennis and golf and, you know, baseball, football. I mean, every sport's successful. So, it's uh, that's where the similarities as well come in. Live right now is the new head coach over there at Oceanside, the big O. And you see it as soon as you pull up on campus and – Everything about that place, and I've had a chance. I did a live show there. Actually, Eugene set up the uh, the outside for me, and then they fed me lunch and the whole nine yards that day. It was uh, quite an experience with Coach Greer being there. But you're right, walking the hallways. They're not like, you know, some of the larger schools that we've all been a part of and like Somerville where, you know, it's what now second or third largest high school in the state. But what they do over there, they do a really good job at what they do, Coach. So kind of your vision, your mission here getting into – uh, this new 2020 season, I know you've had to do a lot of uh, Zoom, I guess, is the new thing uh, of contacting players, and you're seeing that nationwide and how these athletes and, and coaches are catching up. But but kind of tell me a little bit in the transition from you getting the job now, you're starting to meet some of your coaches. We've heard about that. You see players that are stopping by. Uh, it, it, like you mentioned, it's kind of a small-town charm feeling high school, but give me your vision, your mission, and, and some of the things you're looking forward to is – they open the gates here hopefully within the next month or so. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's easy to go big, you know, just, just go big. And, uh, you know, it, it starts with, uh, um, one of the, I like to talk, you know, and I can talk and I can say a lot, but I mean, it, it talks with, it, it's a place that, that everybody there chooses to be, you know, you've chosen me. So they want to be, man, they drive, they put all their love and the passion into it. And, and really, you know, from from a our perspective, I mean, we're going to build this through through our schedule. You know, and and one thing like at, at Somerville, right off the rip, you know, one of the first things is, I mean, we we scheduled Cedar Grove. Let's go out of state. Let's play these. You know, whenever we get a chance to play a non-conference game, you know, we have Goose Creek first on the schedule. It's a five A program, which is is huge for us here at, at Oceanside to be able to to go play a five A program. You know, 
continue to build that schedule. And, uh, you know, we're going out of state. You know, we're going to Atlanta to, to play um, uh, another uh, charter school in Atlanta, you know, uh, in the Cam Newton Classic this year. You know, we, we're going there, and, and you know, they, they give us uniforms to wear, you know, special uniforms. So, you know, so I mean, it's, it's really to get the brand out there, to get Oceanside out, to get these kids, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we have an extremely tough region right here. You know, and uh, but also, you know, when you look at non-conference, let's go, let's go, uh, you know, play, play, you know, and that, that's just a, that's a mentality you have to have. Just, uh, you know, not afraid to play anybody, you know, and sometimes you're going to go and get your, get your behind cut, you know, but also you're, you're showing, you know, your kids that, hey, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how many kids are in our school or what level of classification we are, that we're in charter school, whatever, but we're going to play some big time football and, you know, uh, we'll go wherever we got to go to do it, and you know we'll schedule whoever we need to schedule to to play those big time games because it, it builds. Number one, it builds that confidence in those kids, and uh, and they they just you know it, it, coaches will do anything they can to get get a little extra one extra rep, you know, uh, one extra day of working out, you know, one more push up, one more sit up, you know, whatever it is, and if those kids look at the schedule and see a Goose Creek or see the fact that we're going to Atlanta or are you know, um, you know, seeing you know being in a in a new region. I mean, you know, seeing a a hand hand a Bishop England, you know, any of that gets that one more rep out of. Them. You know, we need to do it as, as coaches because uh, you know that that builds excitement through the program. You know, that builds uh, you know, the the parents, the fans, uh, the, the school. You know, just builds with excitement, and and really sets the tone for an entire school year. You know, as you come into a new school year, you know. Um, Let's let's all hope and pray that you know we can put this virus behind us, and uh, you know when we enter school, you know you know the excitement will be back for the kids to be in school and sports starting back, and you know we're we're starting with some uh, with some big games right off the the beginning on the schedule, so uh, the excitement will be there, and that's what those big games do. So you know that that's division. You know let's just uh, you know do do continue to build on on what's been done so far and. And just take it through the roof, you know. How how big can we can we make it? And uh, you know, uh, it, it's been important to, you know, we, we, you keep hearing hearing us say, you know, you choose to be a shark. It, it is it is a choice, you know. You you don't have to to be at Oceanside, you know. Uh, and, and that's one of the the things about it, you know. Um, you know people are zoned for their. You know, regular public high schools or whatever, and, and you can choose to enter the lottery and, and, you know, see if the lottery can get you into the Oceanside. And if you do, it's a choice that you, you've made to, to be there. And, and same thing with me, you know, um, you know, I had an opportunity and I, I interviewed at the other schools over here in this community and, and by resigning from Somerville and really taking that, that step of faith out there and, and, and not having a job, you know, was able to me to really do research and look at the different jobs and what they have to offer and, you know, it's really good to meet the parents and the, the people involved with those programs. And, uh, man, I mean, when it came down to I know they went through you – know, you had the interview process and all that, but, you know, when they offered you a job, you know, and, and you get a couple of different offers, you, you, you're – I became fortunate enough to have a choice. And, man, I chose to be a shark because of, of everything we talked about. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, the potential, the opportunities, and, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, to build it, you know, to keep that, that – that mission going because that's the mission of the school it's not just my vision it, it's our our vision our mission of, of the entire school and program you know whether it's i mean 
you look in the vision statement. I mean, it says elite academics, elite athletics. You know, I mean, these kids are are preparing themselves to, you know, for college and and the life after college. I mean, they're preparing to be elite. And, and Richie, you've heard me tell our football players at, at Somerville that you know over and over again. I say, man, we're going to treat you elite because you are elite. You know, I mean, these right. kids at Oceanside, whether if you're a football player, athlete, non-athlete, you are elite. I mean, you're in an elite school, and you know, a lot of people are, are learning quickly um, about this school and about why it is an elite school. And I, I really think a lot of people are you know, definitely learning that with this uh, uh, distance learning, you know, this uh, online learning. You know, Oceanside's been a, been ahead of the game on that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to – a lot of education um, will turn to, you know, some form of, of – online learning, you know, that would be certainly be a part of it from here on out. You know, there certainly be plans in place for things like this uh, going forward. You know, everybody was kind of hit this this time with, uh, you know, a lot of schools had to switch gears really quick and got a phenomenal job of, of all the administrators and teachers, you know, making that switch and parents making the switch. But but from here on out, you know, there's going to be a plan in place for, for something like this. And, uh, you know, Oceanside didn't, didn't have any, you know, they, they were able to make that switch, you know, extremely easy. You know, it was like, all right, I guess we're not going to be in the building now. You know, just, uh, you know, take your Chromebooks home and, you know, continue your work, continue your learning, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, I told you I was going to say a lot, but uh, that's, uh, I, I, I guess, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I give long answers to easy questions. So, but it's just the, uh, when I'm excited about something, uh, man, and, and, you know, I just, I get fired up about it. And I just talk and talk and talk. Well, we're excited to have you talking, and we're excited to see you still on the sidelines. And, you know, for somebody who I can tell you, and I've told the Landshark family this, as I got many phone calls the day that you stepped down from Somerville, and, of course, there was rumors of you going to everywhere in that side of the world. And I said, look, whoever lands this coach, he's going to get a family first. I would say faith, family, then football. That's how he's going to run it. He's going to tell your kids, go home and love your mama. That's the final thing he tells them. But before he tells them that, he always says, make the next best decision. You know, that's something that even you and I have had multiple conversations because, uh, again, I, I've been blessed to be around you for, for many years, uh, even as you were an assistant on the team or you were a coordinator running, you know, the plays here under Coach McKissick when I did the TV stuff and then jumped in the press box and did the radio stuff. Uh, you know, it's been an honor to be with you, beside you. And, you know, uh, there's Friday night uh, coaches shows and we take them on a Wednesday and a Thursday and just – just the many things that make you the coach that you are. You're a lot, you know, you're a great coach, no doubt, but I think you're just a, you're a better man than you are a coach, and, and that speaks volumes because I know a lot of great coaches, but I don't claim them all to be great men, if you know what I mean, Coach. So uh, I wish you the best of luck. You and I will continue talking more. And, again, I've, I've always been on the campus at Oceanside, so I'm expecting to still have a path to come on campus and do some shows and, you know, keep coming around and hanging out with you guys uh, from time to time for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, I mean, you, you know, uh, it's, it's open door for you. So, uh, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, like, like you said, man, you, you said just right, man, keep making that next best decision and, uh, you know, keep that, keep your faith first and, uh, don't, don't forget what that means. A lot of people will say that, but they forget what that means. But, uh, man, I appreciate y'all having me on and I look forward to many more conversations in the future and, uh, you know, go land sharks, baby. Hey, Coach, real quick before you get out of here, man, I'm going to put on my Somerville right. Green Wave, the voice of the Green Wave hat, and I'm going to say this. For everything that you've done at Somerville, I hope you know that I appreciate it. Uh, all the things that you meant to Somerville and your family's meant to Somerville, 
you know, we uh, we appreciate you, okay? And there's a lot of people here that are excited for you and your next venture and your next chapter in life, okay? It's a lot bigger than just football. And uh, for you to do what you did and, and put your family in a place that you felt that that was where God was leading you, uh, you know, I, I applaud you uh, because who knew, you know? You never know. You took a leap of faith, and that's what we run off of, the faith. But uh, for you to trust in me and do the things and, and have the relationships that we've had, uh, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, I, I appreciate it. And, and I tell this story, and I'm going to say this final time, you know, year after year after year after year, you won one more game than the year before. You got it to the lower state championship. You beat Fort Dorchester in double overtime at Fort Dorchester, right? I mean, the things that you accomplished while you were here were not go unnoticed, nowhere not go mentioned. So I appreciate you, and uh, you're going to continue to do great things because that's just the way God's put you out here to do, buddy. But uh, go love that family. I'll see you next time. All right, man. Well, hey, love you too, boy. Love you like a brother, man. You are you are a brother. So I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will take a break because uh, we're going to regroup some things here. But it is now time to head over uh, to another interview coming out of this break with uh, Mr. Jay Williams. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association and uh, another great individual that's really building up our youth to turn them into grown men. And it all starts at the lower levels and it rises to the top to the top level. But uh, before I do that, Coach called again. Congratulations on your new position, on your new chapter in life. Uh, they got a good one over there, uh, no doubt about it. We're excited about the future of Somerville, as I am the voice of the Green Wave, uh, but here at Southern Four Central, we love all of our coaches, every single one of them, because the hours that they put in, the energy that they put in, uh, the things that you don't see as a fan, it, it's incredible. And I have the opportunity to see a lot of things uh, because of my positions. And uh, even into the athletic directors, let me tell you, for those guys and girls, you know, they hold more than just one ball. They hold multiple hats throughout the season so for our athletic directors thank you guys and girls for what you do as well got to take just a very quick break when we come back we're going to join uh well the man himself mr um jay williams joins us coming up out of break guys stay tuned
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm alongside Eugene Benton. The coach is here with us as well and uh, excited about everything we have going on here. I do want to give a shout-out for the factory located at 5913 Loftus Road over there in NAM, South Carolina. The gym is closed currently, but trust and believe when the doors are finally allowed to open, they're going to open, and it is going to be a packed house. We're going to do our uh, shows there as soon as they get reopened. I don't care if it's a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, whatever day. Uh, the governor opens the doors. We'll be right there with the staff to continue uh, to promote a great group of guys and girls, and they are the official sponsor of the studio here in Somerville, South Carolina. So without further ado, we're staying in Somerville. I believe, uh, without doubt, Mr. Jay Williams is online here with us on the uh, Temp Farm Hotline. Jay, uh, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the first of many times of joining me here on the air. Thank you, Richie. The pleasure is mine. I'm glad you had me on the show. Man, I... Man, you do a lot of great things. You're a popular guy. I see social media lighting up once we mentioned that you were coming on. Man, that's got to make you feel good to realize that we don't hear that a lot, do we? I mean, we do a lot, and we don't do it for that. But, you know, when you realize, man, you know what? Man, I must be doing something right. And uh, you're definitely doing a lot right. Uh, and it isn't just the uh, the guys that we had on earlier uh, today or the two other coaches we had on Sunday, and we're going to connect with you. Now we're going to get about 15 or 17 coaches on on a regular basis. They're uh, – Jay, but talk to us. You're, you're, you are the commissioner of the uh, South Carolina Youth Football Association, man. Tell us about this program and what got your vision, how did you get involved, and uh, you know, introduce us to uh, what we would know here is this, uh, this league. Okay, so um, the South Carolina Youth Football Association is a youth football league that's uh, under the umbrella of United Youth Football League. Uh, so I know you mentioned earlier in the show it's uh, kind of similar to AAU. Uh, where it's travel and the one of the main goals of the league is to basically become feeder programs to almost every high school in the state um currently in the low country we have 14 uh organizations 13 of which are feeder programs to high schools in the area um five of those 13 actually carry their high school name um so moving forward and that's the ultimate goal is to feed these kids into their high schools. So that way uh, you had Gary on the show earlier, like he said, you have a a player four five, six years old carrying one team's name throughout his entire high school career, getting them into that system, getting them acclimated to those coaches and that culture and getting them ready to play on Friday night. Uh, Currently, the league covers the entire uh, – it's broken up into four different um, sections or conferences. We have the lower state, upper state, uh, the Midlands, and the PD area. Um, and they are doing the other things. They're, they have feeder programs at the other regions of the state as well. Like the upstate, we have teams that play at – like the upstate Titans, they play at Southside High School. The Columbia Knights play at Dutch Fort. Um, and then here we got schools that play at Ashley Ridge, Cane Bay, Fort, Goose Creek, uh, Somerville, and uh, Woodland as well. And then we have other feeder programs that don't necessarily play at the school or take the name, but uh, Berkeley is involved, Lake Marion, North Charleston, St. John's, Stratford, Timberland, and uh, even Whale Branch down in Beaufort. So uh, it's definitely growing. It's a great competition for the young men to be a part of, taking off from where we started at with just a nine-team league last year. Um, I know you asked, how did we get involved? Well, it was just 
I, I started my coaching career as part of Somerville Tacoma. You had those guys on the show Saturday. Um, and we just wanted to do a little bit more competitive travel for those kids that were a little advanced, um, ready for a, a bigger competition than just uh, rec league. Not to say that we want to do away with the rec league. We still want the Tacomas of the world to be there, and I still support it. But just for the kids that are ready for the next level of competition, so I partnered with, you know, a few peers, and we all got together, and we put the lead together. It started off with just nine teams last year, and now it's expanded to 28. Wow, 28 teams, and I'll tell you what, it starts with one, and there you go later, 27 more teams, and uh, it's becoming a big deal. And I love the aspect that you have five schools that are, are definite feeder programs with the actual uniforms. What would it take? Is there a rule that you could put in place that we could see this becoming a thing and every team that's in this league that you guys are running has to have the the logos from the from the I would say from the high schools that they're they're positioned in because I would find it hard to believe that any high school coach would not want to see those logos running around on those fields against the logos of the other team in their own backyard. Uh, yes, that is a rule that we can put in place, but I do think it's going to take some communication with the high schools and they went and buy in but I'm assuming that some of the teams are having issues doing that so I'm pretty sure a lot of them would like to go that route um I know I I started off my program at Woodland and I didn't have any problem with it and then the Swamp Foxes followed suit at Ashley Ridge they were the second ones in line and they didn't have any problem getting it started but I mean, all these other programs that are sending kids to these areas that don't carry the name, uh, I, I don't know. It may be just a matter of sitting down with that athletic director or that head coach to get that done um, because, I mean, I don't see why they would not want the kids to wear their uniforms, like the gold helmet that Ashley Ridge was speaking of, just, you know, incorporating that in your youth because in the future, they're your future. Those will be your kids that will play for you on Friday night. Now, I agree with you. As we're live right now, of course, with Jay Williams. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, and we're talking about uh, building the youth today so they can be ready to play for the high school teams tomorrow and maybe hopefully beyond that. Uh, and if you could at any point reach out to me, I'd love to go with you and sit down with these athletic directors and these coaches. I have a chance. As you see here on Southern Four Central, they always come in at a, at a basically a, a request. They jump in. They have an opportunity to talk about their youth programs. But I would love to have uh, everybody out there. I think it would just be a lot. It would be very interesting to see from six to five-year-olds all the way to the 12-year-old guys and, uh, and girls because there's an opportunity for some of the ladies to get out there and, and do some big things. You've seen that here lately where, of course, uh, you know, opportunities there. And uh, that being said, I'd love to see it be kind of a youth, uniformity of all of these things across the board. Let's talk about the school that you started up, Woodland. Uh, Coach Cyber is, of course, the athletic director up there. You coach, if I'm not mistaken, up at Woodland as well. Um, I love it. I love the fact that you guys are on the staff there, but you're also in the community in a different way than you see some of these other coaches. How much has that played a part as far as watching these kids, preparing these kids? And have you already seen any of these young men kind of paying off dividends uh, because you've got them really young and starting to get them into your BT programs now? Um, I haven't personally got to experience that yet because this is this upcoming season is only year three of my program, so I haven't had a, a player that was able to roll into 
the high school rankings yet. Um, next year would be the first corp of kids that went through the program that would actually um, we could see the difference in it, um, whether it made a difference. Why well, I actually think it will. Um, but that will, so twenty twenty one will be the first year where we'll have someone that came through a program that will be impacting the varsity team on a Friday night. So, we'll, like you said, this is the first of many interviews, so we're going to come back to that question in 2021, and, and hopefully i have a better answer for you at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's inevitable. I mean, let's be honest. We put in the work. We put in the practice and the effort. You're going to get the result on the backside. And, you know, even watching, uh, you know, Woodland uh, this past year, uh, Somerville played them up there, uh, in, in the backyard up there outside of St. George, uh, a lot of playmakers, a lot of uh, great athletes coming out of that side of town, but you don't see them as much. This, this, I would say that this league right here alone is going to get that. I, I mentioned this earlier. It is similar, and I don't really like to compare it to AAUs or USSSA for baseball and things like that, but this does give these athletes another avenue to get out, to get seen, to get kind of a little bit different exposure and to play with some kids who – you know, they usually say if you surround yourself with a lot of competitive athletes, you get better by design of those around you. Uh, talk a little bit about that in the last three years or, your, you know, two or three years here that you've been doing this program, how you've seen the teams that you've coached. Watch these young men kind of grow in the last couple of years. Yeah, you're, um, you're absolutely correct. It is very similar to AU and not just the state level of travel and competition. Um I know Coach Call mentioned, like, traveling with his Oceanside program and the Somerville program. Well, we did the same with our youth program at Woodland. Uh, we traveled to Georgia and played in preseason tournaments there. And your kids get to see a different level of competition, uh, what football is like in a different state. And it it was tremendous when it came to my program when you saw an eight-year-old, if you're eight, that was bigger, faster, stronger than you. It's the first time you've seen it when you went to a different state. And – I think Coach Call mentioned this as well. Sometimes you're going to get your teeth kicked in, but you regroup and you come back, and it just made our program stronger. Um, is On the youth level, we have one of the best youth programs around um, because of the work that we put in, because of the travel that we do. Uh, year, uh, since year one, our 8U division has won the championship in its respective league each year. Uh, all right, and our 10 and 12 finished runner-ups in the league last year. And so it, it, you just see the work that these kids put in and how they grow as players. Um, we do the off-season workouts, just as Gary was mentioning when he was on. We, of course, are at a hope with that right now. But it's basically a year-round keeping your hands on the kids, keeping them involved, keeping them out of trouble, getting them better. Um, you know, it's non-contact for you know, this part of the year, but just out there doing the drills, just keeping your hands on them, keeping them active, um, keeping them out in the community, doing community projects, things of that nature. Live right now with Jay Williams. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Tell us a little bit more, some of the other things. I know you and I talked a little bit throughout the day today, trying to just catch up a bit, but uh, tell me a little something different here that maybe you want to get the word out, maybe some information that, if you said, I just had somewhere I can talk to everybody all at once, uh, what's something that maybe this time of year or maybe there's a direction that you'd like this program to go that you'd like to kind of help get the word out? Uh, well, if anybody has any questions, uh, you can always reach out to me um, via social media. We're on Facebook. 
um, at SCYFA is our Facebook page. Um, email SCYFA20 at gmail.com. Also at our website, um, SCYFA20.com. Uh, and I'm challenging all programs in the area to look into this and try to build a youth leader program. Um, I honestly think it's going to do nothing but better your program in general. Uh, we would love to have a a program at each school throughout the entire state. Um, what we did this year as far as in the lower state conference is we actually mocked our schedules after the high school schedules for the teams that participated. Now we had to tweak it a little bit because, of course, we don't have every team participating. But if the Somerville and Fort play on a Friday night, then our youth games are on Saturday. Somerville youth program and Fort youth program is going to play that Saturday, that following Saturday. So we're following the high school schedule as best as possible with that. So it just gives that rivalry that entire week because, you know, they have the B team if your school has B team and JV games on Thursday night, followed by varsity on Friday, and then the youth will wrap up the week on Saturday. Um, So we can get every program involved. It would just – be tremendous. We could just follow the high school schedule to a T and have it have it going just like that each and every week. Man, that would be amazing. And then you'd have rivalry weeks kind of going on like you're mentioning here. I tell you, I appreciate what you're doing, and this is your platform. This is your radio show. At any point in time, you need to jump in here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to sign you up, and I just need to. We need to figure out a day that you're going to come in and recap uh, the week that was uh, in the league that you've created and helped run over there. Uh, with all these great individuals, not only the players, the coaches, the parents. Uh, you know, this is going to be, without a doubt, uh, something that we're going to help you guys take as high up as we can. And at any point, at any time, uh, you know, we, we, you and I will work together to get this done. And uh, like I mentioned, get some championship games. We'll, we'll broadcast them right here on Southern Sports Central on a Saturday. That would be great. Uh, great pleasure for the young men and women out there. The cheerleaders, of course, there's another side of the aspect as well. But uh, we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, I appreciate your time here this evening. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. And, yeah, definitely I'll get you the date for the championship game when we uh, have it in place. Right now we're in talks with um, Charleston Southern about having it there. So it will more likely be at Charleston Southern, and hopefully we can get you to broadcast some live. You know, that would be a good time. We're looking forward to it. No doubt about it. We appreciate you. God bless. Take care. We'll see you here very soon. All right, you too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. What a blessing that has been. Wow. And to get guys and girls to come in here that have a passion, that have a drive for the things that we do. And I do need to go to a, uh, I believe, uh, we've got a former, if I'm not mistaken here, I'm getting this uh, this coming in here, former running back from the University of South Carolina, Corey uh, Boyd. Uh, he is the VP of the Columbia Running Rebels. Uh, without further ado, let's bring in Corey Boyd. Corey uh, we got you live on Southern Sports Central, buddy. How you doing today? Thank you for having me. Jay, you're doing an amazing Man. job, brother. I appreciate you and everything that you do for our organization and getting us started, brother. Man, that is awesome. And, hey, what a surprise to have you come in here and be a part of our show. We can tell you and check that box too, Corey. Uh, so let's get into your program. But before we get to your program, you were a former big-time running back from Gamecocks. Uh, now you come in here to, to do some big things at the next level, man. But – Tell me a little bit about your time in South Carolina and uh, some memories that you got, and then we'll get into the, your team because I want to hear about your league as well up there in Columbia, Corey. 
Oh well, you know, if my time at Carolina was my time, and uh, you know, I'm a I'm an old head as they say now nowadays or OG, <laughs> but I enjoyed every moment being in that stadium, being at that university, and I always tell people I had the best of both worlds. I had Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier, so it taught me a lot about the game. Uh, not just on the field, but off the field. Both coaches gave me two different perspectives of the game, and that's what leads me into where I am now, giving back to the community for the last six years being here. You know, I started out a program just to help on the off-season development of the youth. And uh, I reached out to Jay Williams just this uh, this past fall, and I saw that his league was doing an amazing job with representing the kids correctly, doing it right in the state of South Carolina, putting our kids on that same scale as the Georgias, the Floridas, and the uh, the Tennessees, you know. And I thought it was a no-brainer. So I picked his brain about what was next. And uh, he said, hey, man, why don't you just start your own? He gave me a blueprint. Uh, he gave me all of the uh, – fundamental things that I needed to know to get this thing started and once I heard that he was you know on the show I said man I wanted to give my guy the best love and the best respect uh that one man can give another now live with uh the former running back of the University of South Carolina Corey Boyd a big name and I tell you what man I watched you do big things on the field but here you go doing bigger things off the field as you are now the vice president of the Columbia Running Rebels up there in the capital city of South Carolina, putting back to what they gave you at your days. You kind of look at it in that aspect, too, I'd imagine, Corey. When you start to think about we tell athletes this all the time, there's going to come a time where you're going to have to get back and give to those what someone gave to you. How much do you preach to that to your young guys and girls that you work with over there in Columbia at the, uh, with the Running Rebels? Well, you know, I'm 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 I have a Christian home, so I try to speak the word of God into our kids as much as possible without trying to be a preacher over them. But I always try to tell them to whom much is given, much is expected. So God hasn't given me all of these, you know, great tools as a as an athlete just to hold it inside and, you know, have highlights and just have it about me. All of these talents and this knowledge that I've acquired from the University of South Carolina to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Denver Broncos and even in the CFL, I knew that along that journey I needed to obtain as much knowledge as I could because I know that this next generation, you know, they have it a little bit better than us with the social media aspect of it, but they're lacking a little bit more on getting back to the fundamentals of the game. And and that's what we preach to our kids is get back to the basics, get back to developing yourself rather than, you know, uh, focusing so much on exposure. If you're good, those colleges will come. And what Jay has put together with this South Carolina Youth Football Association, you know, he's pulling from all over the states. He's pulling us together. He's unifying the state like I've never seen before at a, at a youth age. And, you know, we're, we're preaching that to our, our, our kids is that you get more done with unity than thinking it's always about yourself. So, you know, I try to take myself out of the picture as being a vice president. I didn't even want my name on it uh, because I wanted to be about the community. I wanted to be about the kids. And, you know, along the way, if someone remembers who I am and what I've done on that field, that's just a, that's just <laughs> icing on the cake. 
but to see these kids actually have uh, that light bulb go off over their head like a cartoon, you know, like, oh, I got an idea, oh, or, oh, I, I get what he's putting down. That's the glory in it all because the kids are the future. You know, as coaches, we can't live vicariously through our, our, our players. You know, we have to groom them into being greater young men and uh, greater student athletes. And I put a great emphasis on students athlete you know it starts with Amen. the schooling and then it, it goes into the the athletics i mean the one thing that i would say nick saban says that you come to school to get an education you just play football while you're here and uh very similar to what you're saying there's we're now live with uh former university of south carolina running back cord board he's now the vice president of the columbia running rebels up there we've been very blessed to talk to so many different coaches in these youth programs and just got off the phone with uh, the man that runs the program, and that's Jay Williams, the commissioner of the uh, South Carolina Youth Football Association. And, Corey, I'm going to tell you, man, any point, any time that I can get you in here and have you on, and, well, I invite your players to come on, especially during the season or even before the season. Uh, we love to hear from the youth. We love to hear from the athletes in the middle of all the, you know, all the hard work that's going on. And let's get them trained up a little bit, whether it be an interview or maybe it's going to be that day they'll be in front of a camera like you used to do. Uh, in your days there in Columbia, you know, this, we'll kind of break that mold and, and have them in here and let them tell us, you know, who their favorite football player is, uh, what position they play, and uh, a great memory. You know, just something different that they'll remember that year. We can try to help uh, you guys make it a little bit more special for them. How's that? That sounds amazing to me. And I want to also thank you for making a platform available for our our youth and, and our listeners uh, out there in, in South Carolina and even in other states, you know, thank you for creating a platform the way that you do and being a perfect businessman and, and, and man of God and, and of the USA and what we got going on. I just thank you guys for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do. And we look forward to any opportunities that you have available for me in our program. <laughs> you got it, buddy. No doubt about it. I'm going to catch up with you off the air here shortly. We get done about nine. I'll reach out to you either today or tomorrow. But let's definitely link up. And, and any other coaches up there in Columbia you'd like to bring them in here, this is it, man. We do three days a week, and I'll go to seven days a week. If that's what it takes to get everybody heard, man, I don't mind pushing buttons for three hours, seven days a week and talking sports, man. That's kind of my – you know, we talk about God, and you and I share the same thing as well when it comes to – you know, I put God as my source. Everything else is a resource, and this is an opportunity for me to, to kind of do my own discipling here, and my ministry is on this airwaves, and it gives a chance to these young men and women, and I keep mentioning them because you never know which sport we're going to talk about, but uh, this does give that opportunity, Corey, and thank you, man. Thank you for giving back. So many times I've seen guys go up to get to that level, to the NFL. They go to college. And they don't come back. They don't come back to the community that either help raise them or get them to those haircuts or take them to wherever they need to go. And here you are not only giving back, man, you're the vice president of, uh, of the Columbia Running Rebels, man. And I'm excited to have you part of our show and part of our team here. Well, I thank you for allowing me to hijack your show, but, you know, I thank you so much. And, you know, I don't want to hold up too much time because, like I said, this is for the kids. This is this is your thing, and right. I love what you're doing. I just want to let you know that I support you 110%, and if I had any more, I would give it to you because it, we need this Amen. in this time and day with no sport. At least we could talk about something yep. that's good. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I said to somebody the other day when they said, well, you're going to go to three days. What do you talk about? I said, man, there's always something to talk about. What are you talking about? This is, it's easy. You just got to get some different guys on the show and girls on the show, and we all going to bring something different to the table. Trust and believe. And I had no idea when your number came up. I looked, I said, wow, and I sent you a message, and I said, who would have thunk here on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, Corey Boyd, the big-time running back for the Gamecocks, and he's done some big things as a Gamecock. He's now still doing big things in Columbia just doing it in a different avenue, man. But uh, let's catch up. Let's link up. And uh, let's continue to work together, brother. Appreciate what you do. God bless you and your family. God bless you as well. And please be safe out there. You got it, buddy. You as well. Ladies and gentlemen, how about that? When you least expect it is when it happens. I bring Eugene back in here with me, man. Uh, you know, I looked down and I saw the 803 number. And I said, well, let's see. So, of course, I go in and I, I reach out and he says, uh, I'm the former, you know, the former running back in South Carolina, Corey Boyd. And I'm thinking, okay, we'll do this. Let's go with it. But, uh, man, that guy, what a five-star guy. You know, and that's, and I'm very serious, Eugene. You and I have talked about this. We've seen so many individuals leave their town, leave the, the communities that helped get them to where they got to get, and they didn't come back. And to see this young man inside the trenches, going back at it again, it, it's amazing. And, and, and what a, uh, an incredible opportunity for us now to partner with another team. I mean, now we're connected to a youth in, in, in Columbia, man. Well, I was a student assistant under Holtz back then, and Corey, if you're still listening, will probably can come back on later or another time and tell you about the recruiting visit when Holtz uh, came up to visit him in the uh, Northeast. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I remember the most about Corey was the play, and that was uh, some buddies and I had traveled to Mississippi State. And he threw a pass to Savelle Newton to blow that game open. And the dance he had on the field was just amazing, man. I mean, as a fellow number three, there's my dude throwing a pass as a running back. He rolled out to his right, Savelle Newton streaking down the sideline, touchdown. You know, it sealed the game. It blew it open. And uh, the Gamecocks ended up winning that game. Uh, it was well worth the trip. My buddy and I, uh, Max, he had rented uh, – a Ford Explorer, I think it was, and just drove from Columbia to watch that game, hung out in Starkville, which, you know, at the time was not as big as it was now. But it it was just an amazing game, and I'm sure Corey is, is well known for that play, for that pass to Savelle Newton. He and Savelle are, are good buddies, and I actually reached out to Corey and Savelle um, last year when it was coming to some boats for the uh, Shrine Bowl one of my players and both of them were like hey let, yeah let me reach out to this guy let me reach out to that guy you know Corey's just such an amazing man we had a great picture he and I took at uh, South Carolina State when we played against him in the high school uh, league a couple of years ago and he, he's just such a great dude you know and to hang out in Columbia and to give back to the community shows what shows what he is shows what he's made of shows the kind of man he is man it, it was so good to have him come in and, and be a part of the show that's always a blessing to get guys like him in here, and we're blessed to have another guy coming in here next. We're going to go to the upstate after the break. It is our number two in the book, our three, right around this break. And, of course, coming up out of this, we're going to join uh, Mr. Jay Williams. No, excuse me, Ken Brown. Mr. Ken Brown from the High School Blitz is going to come in. We're going to talk upstate sports. Let's get after it. So we'll do that right out of break. Thank you very much to both of the – following guests who just joined us, Jay Williams. He was the he is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. And Corey Boyd, former big-time Gamecock running back, played for Lou Holt, played for Steve Spurrier, and uh, now he is going to hopefully stay in here with us and uh, continue 
to uh, be a part of what we do here as he continues to do big things up there. He is the vice president of the Columbia Running Rebels. Uh, it is a huge league up there as uh, we continue to promote the youth here on the show. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on southernsportscentral.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Young, alongside Eugene Benton. The coach is with us here as he's producing the show at Park Circle. I'm killing it over here in the factory studios in Somerville, South Carolina. Of course, uh, we got to go to the Tent Farm Hotline, where we're now joined in the upstate. Now we're going to cover this thing from the uh, tip top of the state to the coastline of the Carolinas here in South Carolina. And now we're joined, uh, of course, by Mr. Ken Brown. He is with the High School Blitz, one of the big-time organizations that help promote our young guys and uh, as always, glad to have you back in here with us, Mr. King. Hopefully you had a wonderful Easter and you're staying safe. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me again, guys. Yes, we, we, we stand pretty safe up here right now. We had a bad storm yesterday up in the Seneca yeah. area and, and uh, lost. We still, I still got power, but it's a lot of people up here that don't have power and stuff, and a couple of people lost their lives, and couple plants got destroyed. It's pretty pretty devastating thing. They said today it was an F three tornado, so and I you know, I heard wow. it heard it was about two miles away from me when it hit, so anyway, I'm doing you know, pretty good. Weird, Everybody's man. safe, family's good. That's a good thing. I think we had multiple tornadoes here in in, in this area here and about seven, mm-hmm. maybe ten miles away from where I live at. We had a tornado that kind of stayed away but it was close enough that you could feel the air changing. You could feel you know, almost you could feel that eerie feeling in, in the air, even in through the house. It almost oh, like yeah. pressure. Uh, but it went through Edisto Beach, and I heard it tore up about 25 houses there in Berkeley. Up at Bump's Corner, it got a bunch. But, man, I tell you what, I don't know what we're doing, but we need to change because, I mean, it's, it's not good. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, you know, we've got to get a whole get lot better. Stay at home. Yeah. Somebody's doing something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we got it's got to hurt and get better because it's about that. I'd be so glad when everything gets back to normal. That's the that's the main thing, you know. When we can just hurry up and get back to normal, and and everybody's missing sports. I'm watching the Clemson and Carolina game from two years ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean that's how, yeah. that's how bad I'm missing sports. I'm just missing football so bad. 
And uh, right. I, was, I, was, I was watching it to look at uh, Brad Johnson. Uh, he and my daughter used to date forever since the eighth grade. So I was watching it to, to uh, critique him and call him an aggravator after I got through watching it. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, we still we we're still grinding up here, man. We, you know, I, I you know watching the Twitter and watching the kids out there. That you know they out there still grinding. The officers are still coming in and they'll go out there. You know, you know with quarterback and a. I saw a skull off the emotional skull off the other day from East Side. He's just him and his receiver out there throwing balls, you know, just staying in shape right. and keeping ready and and uh, just watching uh you know, you know Ramon with a couple of kids training and and keeping the guys ready. I think you know, with this layoff it's just gonna some of the kids gonna be behind. You, you know, you feel you feel bad mm-hmm. for the kids is we're just so close to getting offers and stuff or right on the radar and now they can't go to combines and camps and and uh, you know, they just it, it hurt a lot of kids. You know, it's, it's gonna hurt football for for a while. And you, you just think about a kid with a new head coach, new system. You know, going into his senior year. You know, how are you gonna uh, prepare for that? You know, so it's gonna it's gonna put a hurt on a lot of kids and stuff, man. And and I just speak like when we get back to normal, I really do. Yeah, whatever the new normal may be. Again, we're talking right now currently uh, to Mr. King Brown. He is with the High School Blitz. He does a great job covering the state. He's based out of the northern part of the state, I'd say the upstate. And, of course, we're down here in the lower mm-hmm. state. We try to work together to cover the middle state together and uh, partnering with you. And you know what it took, though? It took that one comment from somebody. We're not going to mention their name, but they mentioned that there were no <laughs> athletes. And I immediately got on the phone with you and said, dude, I'm going to show him better than I can tell him. Man, we got ballers here, and, uh, I mean, even in our college, yes. I mean, there was just a report I put on our Twitter uh, from South Carolina State in the last, what, 10 years. They've got six guys in the NFL. So, I mean, you know, we've yeah. got kids all over the place, and uh, it, it, it upsets me, you know, and that's one thing we thrive here is to get guys like you and I to work together, show that, that we can do the unity mm-hmm. thing, you know, by numbers, and then, of course, we get coaches in here, and then we get players. I had J.J. from Myrtle Beach, the wide receiver on Sunday a week ago joined me. We talked about some of the things that he's looking to do. And then Brandon Johnson, he's heading to the Navy uh, here in the next couple of yeah. months, we hope, right? I mean, we don't really know what he's going to do, but he's a Fort Dorchester guy. He is committed and going to Navy, but, you know, waiting on to pull the string. And then after you, uh, Bennett Swagger, the offensive coordinator from actually mm-hmm. South Carolina State, is going to join us. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about how does this change your direction? Because I know you have a combine for the juniors that was supposed to be set up. Like you had mentioned, that's kind of been pushed around a little bit, but, uh, what do we need to be doing? What can you and I continue to do as we keep pushing these young athletes and challenging them to work out and challenge each other on social media, call each other out to, to make it kind of a competition social media style? Yeah, that's one thing we've been doing, you know, talking to them and telling them, you know, keep your head up, keep working. And I, I, I honestly think the two brothers down at, uh, I can't remember their names right now, but Lakewood, you know, they get offers left and right. Those guys putting up the videos left and right working out. And with this, with this, you know, COVID nineteen has just pushed everything and moving everything around. And I was talking with Coach Smitty yesterday, and what we decided that what we're going to do is, is we're going to have the four corners. We're going to have a combine in the in the four corners of the state. Uh, we're going to have one at Westside. Soon we start up, we're going to probably shoot for one at South Point. That way, the kids ain't got to travel so far. And then we're going to go That's like right. Myrtle Beach area. We get those kids on that end. Then we're going to come out to Somerville area. Get the kids in that area. So we're gonna we're gonna split it up so kids so we don't want to have a combine in Columbia so kids got to drive from Somerville and from Myrtle Beach all the way up to Columbia, you know. So right. Smith and them is gonna go back and forth that way. We're gonna do it that way. Break it up. Do it when they start spring when they start practicing. We're gonna have it on a Sunday. We're gonna go four straight Sundays because we want to announce that roster the second week of the season. 
Um, we want to go ahead and get these, wow. we'll get these kids seen in the second week of the season. We, that Saturday, we want to post that roster so these kids will know who's in that game uh, so they can get their jerseys made, names on the jerseys, get everything set up. Um, when they check in the hotel, get their bag and stuff, their gift bag and all that stuff. So it's a it's a really 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 tough process. And now now with that time frame, it's going to be cut down to push everything. So that's what we had. Did we because we got so many. You would not believe the amount of kids we get on Twitter and coaches are sending kids names in. It's so many. It's unbelievable. And it's a lot of schools in the state. Then you start picking all these juniors to get in this game. We can only take eighty eight kids out of all these kids. Is I want to come. I want to come. So we said, okay, we'll split it up, and we'll do this region over here. All these kids in this region come over here and Spartanburg up. All those kids, we'll shoot them up to South Point, get all that area, and then we'll work our way around that way. And that way, we'll get a chance to see everybody instead of having one in the upstate, one in the lower state, and having 300 kids show up. And you just can't have a combine right. and see everybody and not and not be fair to everyone. Because I want to be, I want to be fat everyone when we're not going to show no favoritism. We're going to take the best 88 that's out there. Okay? Right. But the coolest thing about it is all those kids that's coming, you know, we finally got the website up and running. Those kids get to log their stuff in and stuff, and they get to, to be on the site. And um, we're going to post every video. We, every every kid that's working out and doing it, we're going to post everything. So some coach may see a kid that might not make the game go, oh, I like this kid here. You know, so you never know right. who's watching. That's why I tell the kids, you never – ever know who's watching. So you always bust your butt 100% of your play because you never know. A coach could be at a game watching this running back and you are offense line of receiving. You showing up the whole game. He calls his coach. Hey, man, we got this other kid down here that's 100% all, all the time. If you're lollygagging, that's, that's the big, that's the difference right there a lot of the kids anyway. And um, yeah, so that that's the plan for the, for the junior game. Um, soon, I mean, as soon as coach made to get, get a word, he, he kind of gets a little stuff before anybody gets it. You know, and uh, as soon as he gets that word, we're going to set everything up, get these combines in. Because, uh, um, and when we come down there, I want you guys to come out. When we come down to Summerville, I want you to come on out there. And, uh, you know, no do whatever you want to do, interview some, play- interview some players and stuff. And uh, once that roster's set, you start hooking up with the players and start getting them on and uh, getting them on the radio and stuff and let them, let them talk and stuff and talk about the game and stuff. And, and um, but I tell you what, though, it's, 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 it's a buzz. It's something that we you know that we've needed for a while, but it's a it's a buzz. The kids are just so pumped and talking about it all the time, and I mean I do too, and the coaches do too, and I just can't wait, man. And you know what we was talking about, you know about we do all this hard work and make you know put these kids out there, and you have somebody make a comment like that, you know, like you mentioned. But today on the radio, he he sung a whole different tune. It was, oh, well, we kind of you know we kind of missed out on that, you know, what we said earlier. Now we got a lot of kids getting. Offers and he, it was a whole different tune. So so now they understand. Right. I think now they they don't open their eyes now and they see. Okay, you got all these schools coming here attacking these kids. You know now I think they understand what we was talking about. And I and that, and I and that's the only thing I wanted was respect for those kids. That's all I wanted because don't don't put down our kids because they don't have offers from Clemson, Carolina, but when they get offers from Duke and Georgia Tech and Syracuse and Kentucky and Vandy and Georgia, don't put our kids down. You know, and then yep. one you got, you know, committing to Florida and stuff. You can't. And then now it's a different tune. I like that now. I like that a lot better because what? Because the, the kids are listening. They hear everything. You know, they hear everything. Sure. They, and they, 
and they, and they go by that a lot. And I, um, and I tell you one thing that they don't like is that crystal ball. They, I heard a couple of them complaining <laughs> about that today. And I said, look, it ain't got nothing to do with me and never will. So that's all you got. Right. <laughs> you know, they, man, they got me with a crystal ball going to social. They, they, you know, they, and they all mad. I said, dude, that's just somebody's opinion. Don't worry about it. Just go out and do your thing. I said, it's in your mind where you're going and where you want to go. I mean, anybody can yeah. say, well, I think it's going to go to so-and-so. It's just their opinion. Don't let it get to you. You know, sure. it gets to some of the guys, and you know, I understand it and stuff, but it's, you know, you know the recruiting game. It's, it's a, and, uh, it's, a, it's an evil game sometimes. And I think a lot of the players yeah, are seeing is. that now. You know, I saw a kid the other day, he made a post. He said it was the funniest thing. He said, you know, you, you, you know you're talking to a coach and talking to this coach, man. You think, you know, you, you, you're liking everything, and all of a sudden you see another kid in your position get an offer tag that coach and the whole time you're cheating on it. <laughs> and I don't know, man. He said the recruiting game is dirty. I said, Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, it's a dirty, yeah. dirty game, man. But but it's it it's it's all good, but but as soon as we get this thing cleared up, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you my schedule and I'm gonna send you and uh, whatever you can come out to, I'm gonna send you my schedule. I'm gonna keep you up to date on everything. And uh you know yeah, you, of course you know you'll have full full access at the game, you know, do your thing. I'm just yes, ready, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, I want to belt. Hey, look here. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ken. There's a couple of things. Number one, don't forget about Tennessee because they just come in here and 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 just take kids at will and and are safe. Oh God, they are, man. State. But uh, yeah, I, I want a belt. I, you, you want to give me access? Give me access. But I want one of them big gold belts that you can wear that, <laughs> that right. I can put in the studio, you man. <laughs> yeah. You got it, but, man. You uh, got I, it. I'll hook you up with that. When you and I connected at the uh, the high school that Saturday, and we watched so many great athletes. I mean, you know, earlier we had Coach Parks in here with us, and of course, uh, you know, he does his uh, All Star game in, in Columbia. You do your the All Star game in the Upstate, and I'm working as hard as I can, and I may get you two guys to drive down to Somerville, uh, and because I really are let's just say Charleston, because I want all the schools out here to have an opportunity. But for you guys that do mm-hmm. things like that, let's talk about yours. It's massive. It's very big, and even right now, you still have. Uh, where you're you're going against uh, who's the best long snapper? I think it's one of the the most recent polls I have. Yeah. What kind of propels you into doing this, and and how do you find? I know I've sent you some names, but there's other guys and girls probably that send you names. How do you kind of get these numbers so that where you're able to narrow it down to three, four, or two even? Well, well, what, uh, when I started doing it, I, I said, well, uh, when Brad was in school and. Uh, and uh, and I had went to this Shrine Bowl, and I said, you know what? I said, you know, that ought to at least give a, uh, a you know MVP to the offensive lineman and kick and all that. Don't get recognized, and you know, he just got the MVP of the game. But and I said, you know what? I think I'll start doing it. And then it just exploded. I, I really, I really didn't think it was going to take off like it did. But literally, I started doing the kickers the first night, and like, you know, literally in a couple of hours, it had over fourteen thousand votes, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this is crazy. Wow. So uh, the coaches nominate, and then during the season, all the kids tag us in post, the kickers, all the position players. So we know who everybody is. And then we'll, then we'll make a post, hey, you know, coaches, go ahead and start nominating these kids. We already got a list, but we, we try not to miss so many kids. And then what you the only thing you run into is, so when, like when we had the uh, running backs, you know, we had 80 kids. And the coolest thing about that is, and I have the coaches tell me that they, they love the fact that we put this thing up and run it. Cause they get to click that kid's name and watch his huddle. So even though you got all the top ten guys in there, and it's, but if it's eighty running backs and those coaches are sitting there with nothing to do, and they tell me, yeah, I clicked on twenty kids before just to watch the huddle. He said, I love when you run those polls like that. 
And I like that. I like doing that to help kids get those kids more exposure. And so we went to long snap and um, I wasn't even going to do a long snapper. And um, um, it was a kid from uh, Southside Christian. He said, uh, Hey coach, you're going to do upside down quarterbacks. I said, huh? Upside down, we said we get, He said we're more important than anybody on the team, man. And he was right. I said, oh, I forgot about y'all, dude. He's, so I had to do it, and it and it took off good. Well, the other day, a kid texted me, said, "So uh, you're gonna do a holder?" I said, "Man, I haven't even thought about the holder." <laughs> so now they want us to do a holder. So and I'm like, and so he then he sends me this stuff on Twitter from all these coaches, and they actually got a holder camps and all that. And I'm like, I had, you know, when you start digging on down into all of it, man, I said, yeah, that isn't. Yeah, that's pretty big time. I didn't know it was that big time, you know. So we're looking into doing that one now, but but when you as soon as you as soon as you hit that post, as soon as you hit post, all right, we're gonna run this and start this one next. As soon as you hit it, within within ten seconds, oh, yeah. you get a text. Why ain't my kid in there? Why ain't this kid in there? Why you know? And so you're like, okay, he's been up there for a week. We was gonna post it to nominate kids, but oh, I wasn't on Twitter, so that's my fault. I'm bad. So then you gotta hurry up and try to get the other kids in there. And I don't, we, we, we've got up to 100 kids before, and that's just helped to get more exposure. So the kids finally realize, you know, I may not win the award, but I, what, I, what I do is say, so So like when I did the Luke Doty, uh, when I done the um, quarterback award last year, when I had Luke Doty, when Luke right. won it last year, but I had kids in there in his bracket that was like at Crescent, Liberty, Wanda, all these other schools, and, uh, you know, everybody was seeing that, seeing that poll, and they was clicking all those kids' names. You know, so that helps those kids out. So don't just, you know, just stack it with all the, you know, with all oh, this guy's got 12 offers, this guy got 10 offers. So if you mix them up, get some kids in there that don't have no offers, and it helps those kids out. And that's why I like, and I like doing it. And then with the belts, man, you know, they everybody loves belts. <laughs> and they're going to be at oh, the, you I know, mean, we're going to do them at the junior game and everything. Well, see, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, because I have Eugene here with me as well, and, and, and uh, he and I will make road trips. He's very good. And what he does, he's a spe- talking about special teams. He is the special teams coach or has been the special teams coach of an ocean side now for the last three years and does great things. He's got one of the best kickers in the country uh, you know, over mm-hmm. there at Oceanside doing his thing. So it's good to have him involved with what we do here at Southern Sports Central as well. So we're going to make the trip. If you give me the destination, you know, you let me know where and, and, and we'll make the road trip. We'll put the, we'll put the equipment in the truck. We'll do a live three-hour show and we'll interview, you know, the guys that, that you want to get us in here and get you in a course. And uh, Smitty, got to get him yeah. in. I mean, that guy there, he's, he's running food. He's like working for, uh, uh, what is that, um, one of those food hub jobs. I mean, I, you see him doing that over there with the schools and stuff like that. But, you know, you see mm-hmm. so much great character right now. And I think this is when you're finally getting a chance to see people's true colors as far as their character yeah. and how they handle things. And, and to me, that's why I get that schools are shut down, and it's a heartbreaking for the spring sports. It is truly heartbreaking. And why I, mm-hmm. I don't want to throw the state, the high school league, anywhere under a bus or anything like that, but why give these kids any hope? And I, don't, I just don't, I, I would like this kid to have a season. And I know we're, we talk a lot mm-hmm. of football, but we love all of our athletes. But I just don't see – Realistically and health-wise, when they just announced that we had over 110 more or something like that, more cases of the COVID-19 and 10 more deaths that just came about in this, how they can even think about putting this thing even near a a field until maybe July or August. And I know right now, personally, I think football is where they need to be kind of looking, going, okay, we can kind of wash out, unfortunately, the spring and start really kind Mm -hmm. of thinking, what are we going to do in the fall? Because my other question is, you know, people aren't going to sit close together for a while. They're still going to be – you remember 9-11? Uh, 
Right after 9-11, every oh, time yeah. you heard a plane come over your head, you stopped and you looked up at the sky. You used to not do that. But it was it took a long time not to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and so for this, you, you imagine social distancing has become a bigger thing. People will be sitting in, in, in August and September with masks on. And then I thought yeah. to myself, looking at this, Ken, when did this happen in August? Or when did this happen in October? How big a deal this would be right now? It would be a lot bigger than what we had to deal oh, with. It, spring oh, it would. Don't just draw as much crowd. Yeah, it would. Because, I mean, you know, football drives everything. No matter what level you're on, you know, football right. runs everything. So imagine if they say, okay, we're not going to have a football season. So that hurts baseball, soccer. It I hurts mean, everything. Yeah. Because it, it, those funds fund everything. You know, imagine sure. if they don't have college. Clemson softball, uh, Carolina softball, mm. baseball, all that stuff's going to suffer. You know, but if if they – I think, in my opinion, I, I think if they wish to say, okay, uh, we can start back practice June. Practice month of June, off July, report back August 1st, and that will give the players time. But the only thing is, mm-hmm. is when the games start. And then you – and you some, I mean, some of these stadiums sell out on Friday nights. You know, you got all those people. Well, you know, you know, like you said, everybody's gonna spread it out in their little bubble. You know, you go have you're gonna have your family here. Everybody's gonna spread it out. It ain't gonna take but one person cough, and everybody's gonna scatter. You know, and it's gonna be. I, I, I mean, that's, I just think that's how it's gonna go. Somebody can sneeze or cough, and people gonna look at them like they're crazy. Um, but with the, you know, with the staying at home and stuff, and you know, we, we quarantine, you know, but you can run, you run the lows, and if lows is always packed every time you go lows. Lows is just like a hotbed and and i and I, I honestly think most of it comes from like lowe's and home depot because the parking lot is slapped full everything else is closed but that you can't even get right. into lowe's over here in anderson you go by that thing and it's they're lined up down the road <laughs> yeah and this is no i sit <laughs> there and i went and talk. Some pretty flowers coming up in july huh? yeah and and i mean but <laughs> i'm hope i mean but you know maybe hopefully hopefully june is what i'm hoping for I'm hoping June, and I think if, if that happens, you know. But I don't think it's ever going to be gone. I think it's going to stay around like the flu. I don't think it'll ever leave, right. and it's going to be you know like flu season. Like we got flu season, got to get the flu. And then once they get the vaccination start, vaccine, you know, everybody get the vac- vaccine. I think that's going to ease everybody, and then everything will get back to normal. I think until that shot gets here, everybody's going to be on pins and needles. No, I agree so with you. I think that's something that we're all waiting on. Yeah, and I think if you're going into basketball season, though, uh, Ken, if this was even in yeah. basketball season, which it kind of was, it was, but they caught it in time. It looked like, because let's not forget the NBA, they were in full fledged uh, in, in their season for the most part, right? I mean, yeah. February, January, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So it could have been a lot worse. I mean, and I hate to say this. You know, but let's look at the other positive side of this for you young gentlemen and, and, and ladies who are preparing themselves for college. And I said this on the show Sunday with Bash I Hurt with uh, Carolina Blitz up there in Charlotte. You know, if you're soon to be hoping to be a college student, this is the best preparation you can get. Because in college, when I went to college, they give you assignments. They already got your money. They don't care whether you do it or not. Well, <laughs> at least in this situation, they care a little bit about what they, they care a lot. I know I'm going to say this, too. What a phenomenal job I've seen, not only in, in, in Dorchester County and Berkeley County, Charleston County, Horry County, I'm sure up there where you guys are. These teachers, they're doing so much. And let's not forget, they're not mm-hmm. homeschool teachers, and they understand that your kids aren't homeschool students. And they're doing the best that they can, but they're caring. They're sending messages. You see them sitting here and FaceTiming their students. I see parades where cars are going through, and the teachers are just trying to give them some normalcy 
and at least waving at them. And, and for that part, yeah. I'm going to tell you, across the board, I hope this gives these teachers in the state of South Carolina and every, everywhere in the country the due money that they are deserved because I'm telling you what, exactly. there's not a mama, there's not a daddy at home right now that doesn't miss that teacher more than that student. I can promise you. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not going to disagree. They go, I think you were 100% right. They should get a big old raise. Now, you know, what was it, a couple of years ago, they said, you know, teachers are going to strike, want to raise it. Like, oh, whatever, y'all make enough money. No, they don't. Now you see it. Now <laughs> now you see what they go through. You know, you look at, you look at Facebook all day long, <laughs> you see women. I'll be glad when this gets get so quick because I need teachers to get my kids <laughs> and stuff. You know? <laughs> but, you know, see, you, you know, can make jokes and, and laugh at and stuff, but, it's, sure. you know, sometimes it's true. Like, right now, daycare is closed. So my wife's out of work. You know, she's a dental hygienist, and she can't go. They they shut down until till when they call him back. Well, now she's home. Right. He's a two-year-old. He's a toddler. I'll get home, and she's like, I'm tired. It's your turn. You know, he runs to death all day. So. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he's going to be a little baller, man. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, I can only imagine certain kids that, that you ever seen the Facebook video where the kid's in timeout and the two boys are on the wall and that one kid's in front of the TV and the music's playing and on the side, you see these two kids are with their nose still touching the wall. They're still dancing. They're yeah. still having a good time. And uh, <laughs> that, that would be kind of how my kids would be if they were around me 24-7. I can only imagine. Uh, but uh, I, I do have to go to break. I want to thank you so much. We're going to do this again and uh, try to maybe look at Tuesday at 8 o'clock to kind of be your segment. You and I will do this, and we'll get Eugene involved okay. as well. Uh, but I wanted to kind of catch up with you. Get me the date that you have so that we can start putting this All stuff right. together, and Eugene and I can – Make sure we're there. We want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to help become uh, the voice and the platform on this side of things. While you guys do your side, we'll we'll, we'll help it out and we'll kind of be like superheroes, okay. if you will, right? We'll bring our own power. To you the got team. it. We'll and come, and come to the game it. and set up set set up at the game. Do your thing, man. You know, River Bluff's got you a great. Gotcha. That's a great school. You know, great. That's a beautiful facility. You know, but yeah, you have full access. I will definitely hook you up, and I will hook you up with a belt. All right, cool. I gotta You're going to make a, lot, a lot of other guys going to be mad at you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Eugene just sent me a text. He's producing the show. He's like, man, I got to get one of them belts. I'm like, oh, well, all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, man, I appreciate you, man. God bless you and your family. I'm glad you're being safe and sound and you're using that social distancing. And you and I will catch up off the air here in the next few. And other than that, we'll see you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. You got it, man. Thanks. See you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, and the legend. He covers the upstate for us here. Uh, on Southern Sports Central. He covers it all, but he's very much endowed into the update. I didn't get a chance to ask him, but we'll get him in here next time and talk to him about some coaching changes and things like that. Uh, I'm hoping at 8.30 we're going to get in here with Ben Swagger. You know, uh, Ben Swagger was a quarterback at Somerville. Uh, He went off and played uh, the ball at the next level then came back. He coached at Fort Dorchester under Coach Pratt over there at Fort Dorchester. Uh, He played, like I said, he played for uh, Coach McKissick. Uh, then he went to Newberry. Then now he's at South Carolina State as the OC, and he is doing some great things under Buddy Pugh and so excited, hopefully, to make this thing work out. We always remember now, uh, you know, these guys have families and, and, and things happen, and it's a very unusual time, so you have to be extremely understanding during this time, and we're going to continue to do that as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. Coming up next, hopefully we'll check in with Bennett Swagger from South Carolina State.
You gave me a sign 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman alongside Eugene Benton. This is Southern Sports Central coming at you live from the Factory Studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. We are socially distancing ourselves away from one another. That is Eugene and myself. I'm in Somerville. He's in North Charleston hanging out at Park Circle there in the backyard in the bungalow, if you will. And uh, it is a warm day here in uh, Somerville, Charleston area. It was a beautiful day. I actually got a chance to kind of get out and about a little bit here is uh, I'm an essential worker during the day. So it was kind of nice to not have to be locked down too much, but uh, I want to thank everybody that's joined us. We're still waiting to hopefully get Bennett Swagger. He is the offensive coordinator at South Carolina state joining us here. Supposed to be here at about eight 30, but things happen. Hey, that's life. And it's like in football, there's always an audible. So with that being said, unless uh, something changes, uh, I can tell you that if, uh, you want to get in, now's a good time to call in. Come on in and hang out with us. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. Uh, that's the number to get in here with me, hang out with, uh, of course, uh, Coach Eugene Benton, talk about some of the things that we've been talking about here today. And, of course, we've had everybody you could imagine, from coaches to uh, some beat writers and uh, everybody in between, new coaches. Even, of course, uh, Coach Call joined us here uh, Eugene, and you start to kind of look at some of the things and then the surprising former player for the University of South Carolina that you have kind of highlighted on. And uh, as you can see, the excitement of anytime you get a surprise call like that, it kind of just it, it makes you feel like you're doing something right. And I want to thank Corey Boyd for joining us here and uh, first of many, hopefully, coming up uh, to talk about his vision and his team and uh, just everything across the board and uh, checking in from the Midlands. But, uh, you know, when you look at the world today and what's happening, I want to give it out of boys and girls to uh, you athletes out there who are not sitting on your couch, who are not catching up on all the newest, latest Netflix that are coming out, like whatever it is that you're deciding you're going to just go through a marathon, but you're actually deciding to go out and work out and get better, get faster. And you've understood that if you don't get out, somebody else is coming in from going out. And uh, at that moment, you're not getting any better. I will give credit uh, because we did have Oceanside's new head coach on here, I did see some film on a numerous amount of players from Oceanside. One of those was the quarterback. A uh, young man coming up, he's going to be taking over the reins, at least having the opportunity to. And he'll be the upcoming man uh, with the plan, but he's slinging it, uh, Eugene. I've seen a lot of guys working out, not just the young man we had on, but there's other gentlemen over at Mount Pleasant that have decided to make that man cave into a weight room, and that be in the garage. You know, we talked about Dylan, uh, as you were referring to Kep, man. Kep is a gunslinger. I was actually uh, talking to Coach Call when he called me earlier, or we were talking about Kep earlier, man. I've known this kid since he came in as a freshman. He just has that moxie. And I'll never forget, you know, Coach Greer was the kind that he always believed the same thing that I did in kickers, and that was if you break them down on on the practice field, you know, they may not be able to perform on the field when there's 10,000 people screaming at them. Because the same thing I said to kickers. If you're in a home field, you get about, you know, a couple thousand people cheering for you to make every kick. But on the other side of the field, a few hundred feet away, you got a couple thousand people wanting you to miss it. So we always do the heckling thing where people are right in your ear. My theory was if you got 100 dudes in your ear saying whatever they want to say, you know, the rule is you couldn't touch the kicker, but if they can say whatever they want to say and heckle them and they can make the kick, if you can make a kick with uh, 100 dudes five feet away, you should be able to make it with 1,000 people. And um, and that was one of the things that Coach Greer always said about Kep, was Kep was just had that dude. He couldn't break him. You know, he was a guy that no matter what, you know, good play, bad play, whatever, 
he was a uh, he was just a gunslinger, you know, and you you just couldn't break that kid mentally. And Coach Cole and I were talking about it off the air, and I was like, man, this kid's got it. <laughs> you know, if you you really need to uh, link up and talk to him. I think that's going to be your dude. You know, give him a shot, give him a shout out. I know Kemp was asking me for Coach Cole's number, and and I was like, well, you know, that that'll happen. You know, you're in the program, and he'll reach out to you, but. Um, that's kind of how it goes, you know. I think a lot of quarterback coaches want to see how kids act under pressure, same as me as a kicking coach. You know, you can do great when it's just you and me. You got the little tee, and you can set the ball up perfectly on, on your block, and you can kick it with no win. But how do you act under pressure? And that was one of the things that uh, that I preach is not putting the ball, you know, to your liking, not do it. You know, when I give lessons, sometimes I hold it for them. And I, and I simulate a snap because that's real life. That's what happens in a game. Plus, you know, I'll I'll pull a net in and put it about uh, four and a half yards, a seven-foot net, four and a half yards, because if anybody gets any push up the middle, they're going to throw their hands up. And it just creates that pressure situation. And that's what most quarterback coaches look for. Uh, you know, I'm sure Coach Swigert, when he comes on, we're talking about the same thing. You know, he, he loves to see what, how dudes act under pressure and how they can perform because – you can perform under pressure in a game or in a practice, that's the kind of dudes they want to throw out in the game because that's the kind of guys that they, you know, their job's online. They want to see, you know, can perform under pressure in practice. You know, that's the guy in the game when the pressure's on, when there's thousands of people and there's the game clock and, you know, defense is moving around and shifting. And, you know, I, I just want to see how that dude can perform when, when the lights are on and, and the big eyes are there and, you know, some guys – lined you know 11 guys that lined up on the other side coming and take your head or you know your foot off if you're a kicker and you know it's the same philosophy and so we were just talking about yeah. one of the players i was trying to give him some insight on the kid and you know i was like man i really love this kid <laughs> you know I, and uh really think you need to link up with him i know he's anxious to link up with you he's excited about a new coach he's obviously disappointed that um Coach Greer left, but he's really looking forward to challenge to play him for a new coach who obviously played the quarterback position at high school and college. And so, uh, yeah, sorry, you know, while, while I'm producing, man, I'm getting thrown up with text for because it's a new coaching situation at Oceanside, and a lot of players reach out to me and a lot of parents, and you know, they just want to know, hey, who is this guy? You know, I, you know, I want to believe in him, and you know, it sounds like he's a great coach, and looking forward to playing for him. And you know, I keep saying the same thing. You know, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a godly man first. You know, he'll coach you up. He's going to teach you. He's got great connections. All you got to do is believe in the system, brother. Keep practicing. Keep training. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I tell you, Coach Cole, you know, you know, he'll do great things over there. We're excited about, you know, him being announced and that opportunity. He's got some great coaches that he's going to be able to surround himself by that are already there. You know, I mean, uh, it's kind of walking into a perfect situation there. And, uh, and I think that's pretty neat, too, because I think Coach Greer did a great job leaving the program better than he found it type of thing. And that's not disrespect to anybody. That's just being honest to everybody, okay? And uh, I think Coach Greer did a great job, and it seems like that's kind of his thing wherever he goes, man. He just He's like building disciples over there, man. He's just walking on that thing and doing this thing, and it's, uh, it, it has shown everywhere he's gone, uh, you know, be it um, wherever he's landed. Uh, that being said, you know, we're excited to get everybody in here. We're hoping to get – uh, you know, of course, uh, Bennett Swaggered in here tonight. If not, it happens. He's got a family. There's a lot going on, and the norm was not the norm, and uh, this, this happens. Live radio brings you 
live issues. And, of course, they call those audibles, and we're going to continue to roll through uh, the show here. But, you know, when you start to look at it, guys, make sure, again, we say this on every show, and we will continue to say this on every show. If you're an athlete, you should have, by now, picked out your top five plays. You should have everything up to date, ready to grow, grow and go on, of course, your huddle. And then you should be sending this out. There are so many coaches right now that are doing virtual things on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'm trying to share it. And you should be following us at Southern Sports Central, at SO Sports Central on Twitter and on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. And we do some Instagram stuff, not much, but we do a little bit here and there at Southern Sports Central as well. But anytime something comes across our desk or our, our, our phones or anything that has information, we begin to kind of echo it. We, we, we push it through the system. Uh, I do know, of course, it looks like that, that transfer portal still, it's moving a little bit more now than it was. So if you're an athlete, you're looking at something, they, maybe that's an avenue you need to look at. I, I don't know, but this is a chance. This is a time. If you're a junior, a sophomore, you have to put it together. And, again, was on Twitter today. I got uh, an inbox from an individual, and I had to kind of, kind of code it a little bit. Um, you know, kind of had to code it a little bit there because uh, he didn't have his name in there. It was kind of like his nickname or something. And I was thinking to myself, man, if, if it takes me this time to find you, trust me, college coaches don't have time for this. So, of course, we're definitely uh, going to be here to help them. But we're also here to help a lot of others. And one of those are the senior classes. You guys heard us earlier in the broadcast. We're going to start promoting the 2020 seniors uh, of the spring sports. Uh, it's not that we don't love on the fall guys and the winter guys, but it's the spring sport guys who and ladies who are not getting that love. So we're going to do this. Coming up on the 19th, that's going to be this Sunday, we're going to do Spotlight 2020, featuring senior spring athletes who have had to forego their senior season due to this virus and the situation. And it is an epic situation, and we'll get you anywhere across the country. So if you're a, a high school senior, you run track, you play uh, I think lacrosse is big right now. I do know soccer is a thing that's happening. You got tennis, you got baseball, you got softball. If this is your sport, this is your season, I'm going to in personally invite you in right now. Now, I'm going to start reaching out to coaches individually and athletic directors directly here uh, going into this evening and into tomorrow because I want to start getting some of those guys and girls an opportunity to come in here and, and tell us about your season. Tell us about your career, your your chapter in high school, and, uh, of course, we want to hear about your, your favorite memory, your fond moments that you, you can remember of uh, running track or playing the sport that you played there at your local high school. There's so many great things that are happening around the communities, around the country. Again, we talked about character, and we're seeing a lot of great character. Up in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, Berkeley High School, the Stags have left lights on in, in, in honor of that senior class, that 2020 class. And I've seen that before. I've seen banners in town. I've seen them at Sockacy High School where they're taking their senior banners and they place them on their fence line. I mean, there's moments like that. Um, you know, I, I think that at the end of it all, that you start to kind of put it together. Do something. Athletic directors, city officials, do something for your senior athletes, please, because they need something to remember this season by. Don't let them be the last thing they knew was that the last thing they remembered were walking off the field, not knowing it was their last time, and having very little bit of anything to have a closure in that season. No, it's not the same, but it gives them a positive taste as they walk out because some of these guys and girls, their graduation is going to be virtual. They're not going to Mickey Mouse's backyard for their senior trips. They're not going on cruises. They're not doing the things that a lot of these other 
kids before them and after them will get to do. Now, remember, these kids, these same individuals were brought in during 9-11. So they come in with havoc, and they're graduating with havoc. Man, I tell you, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely got to be a very emotional situation for these kids, and I've reached out to a lot of seniors. Uh, we will start actually on Thursday. I'm going to have um, Brandon Johnson. He's the big offensive, uh, excuse me, big defensive lineman. He's a, he could be both either way. But he's a big defensive lineman uh, from Fort Dorchester. He's going to join us, and uh, he's actually heading to Navy. Uh, then I'm going to reach out to another school and uh, get some of those guys uh, as well. Now I know he's a football guy, uh, but during the non-Sunday shows, I'm going to have some of these guys in because again, remind yourself. That, that these guys are used to doing something totally different. For spring practices, it's not happening right now. And it did my heart good yesterday uh, to go by a, a, a big park in Somerville and to see not one, not two, but three different high schools being represented where these kids were socially distanced, right? Very good job there by the gentleman that was working with them from Fort Dorchester. But it was Fort Dorchester kids. It was an Ashy Ridge kid. And it was a Philip Simmons young man. And they were working as hard as I've seen them working and just getting after it. And I love it. And I, normally there's a some of the young man that works out with these guys. And I love to see that extra effort because trust and believe me, what little bit more you do today will make it easier for you to achieve something tomorrow. And you're working on things in life. And, and, and Eugene, you said this earlier about discipline and things. And, you know, we are the athletes, former athletes now, uh, that there's a lot of what I go through in my job when it's not going great, things just aren't happening. I go back to my days of playing sports. I go back to the, the things that I had to do to get through what I needed to get through. You know, there's two different types of people that people like to hire. One of those, and God bless them, and thank you for your service to the military men and women of our country because they're structured, they're taught, and they're brought into this world, and they do things just a little different. And then the second one, if not close first one, is an athlete. Because they understand how to handle, you know, adversity. They understand how to handle failure and losing. You know, it's not something you should get used to, but you got to know how to handle it so that you don't get back through it again. And, Eugene, I'll bring you back in here with me, bro. But you, you, you start to kind of look at things, brother, and you, you and I talked about what can we do as far as Southern Sports Central is to continue not just to recognize the, the active scene, you know, classes and, and, and players, but – you know, just showing a little bit more love to some of these you know, guys that just, they're not going to play again. And some of these, they, they knew that this was it, that they weren't going to college to play sports. They were going to go be an academic, and they were going to just kind of enjoy this final senior season, but that never happened. Well, you know, the show was able to promote uh, in the fall a lot of uh, football athletes and the fall athletes and the basketball players and things like that. And which was great. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help, you know, kids get to the next level. If we can do anything to promote a kid, to share a film, share whatever, you know, get their information out there. Maybe a college coach is tuning into the show or follows the Twitter links or Facebook links or whatever. You know, that that's part of our goal is to help kids, you know, get to that next level, uh, you know, no matter what we can do to, to, to help them facilitate that. Um, these spring athletes, and especially like like you said, the soccer, the men's, the women's, the lacrosse, the men's and women's, the softball, the baseball, you know, all these spring sports, you know, they don't – some of these seniors might be on the fence. You know, they may have been talking to colleges and whatnot, and they won't have that film. So what we decided to do, you know, as you and I talked about earlier and we, we put out there was, you know, let's get this train rolling. You know, high schools, I challenge every high school, you know, tag your rival. 
Let's, we're all in this together. No one is – it's not about rivals. It's not about promoting just your own. And But we do want that aspect. You know, We want you to promote your own. But tag a rival together. Everybody's suffering in some aspect of this virus, of this shutdown. You know, we're not having the sports. We're not having the rival games. We're not having the region games. We're not having region championships. You know, we're not having playoffs or state championships, it looks like. Um, and so it's like, you know, let's get this thing out there, man. Let's 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 help out these athletes. It doesn't matter what sport, you know, male, female, track is another sport, this a big spring sport, you know, and, and we put it out there, you know, you know, athletic directors, high schools, coaches, players, parents, family members, you know, reach out to us. If you want to sponsor us, that'd be great because it would help us to even do it bigger, you know, to promote these kids because you never know. Some coach might be out there looking for a baseball player, softball player, soccer player, you know, lacrosse player, and if they see our thing, they might click on that link, just like the gentleman before us was talking about. It's about, you know, we had 85 running backs, and, you know, we feature these things, and it's all about getting clicks on links. You know, some coach somewhere needs a player. And with the shutdowns, they're not able, they're not available to come to games because games aren't happening. They're not available to come to spring practices or – showcases or playoff games so let's just go ahead and do that everybody just join in like i said tag a rival tag a school tag a player tag a parent you know that 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 uh that you know that it has a player in 2020 that's lost the season and let's do what we can to uh promote a good service and promote these kids and try to get you know do what we can to get them an offer or get them exposure and get them out there you know so we've asked for Everybody to send us DMs or on Twitter or Facebook. Send us the player information, a picture, you know, links to film, whatever. I mean, kids can come and promote themselves. We're we're in this all. We're all in this together. And that was the hashtag. We're all in this together. You know, it doesn't matter. You know who you are, uh, what your affiliation is. If you know a player that's 2020 that had to forego a season, we're here to help. And that's what we're here to do. So we talk about sports, and this is part of it. And the sport that isn't being played are all these spring sports, all these athletes who have trained for years and years and years, some of them since they were four and five years old. And they're not getting senior nights in front of the crowd where they walk out with their parents and hugs and, and things like that. So this is our best This is our best chance to provide that uh, platform for them. Um, you know, with the link shared out, you know, family members, even though social distance going on and tune in and listen and hear what they have to say, hear their child, their grandchild, their family member, you know, their family friend on the radio. And, uh, you know, it's about giving thanks because no matter the situation, I know it's a bad situation for all. And it's so disappointing because I was so attached to so many players at Oceanside who've had to forego their senior season and some other kids in the community. And it's just, you know, it's really sad and it breaks our hearts. You know, here's a chance to give one last hurrah to celebrate all their accomplishments, to celebrate their sacrifices, their hard work, and to hopefully, you know, put their out, put their name out there, their stats, their film, you know, and who knows, maybe some college recruiters out there listening and can pick them up, and uh, that's what it's all about, doing it for the kids. Yeah, no doubt about it right now, looking at Sumter Gamecocks, the Sumter High School there, in uh, Sumter, South Carolina, the Gamecocks uh, looks like they have taken their banner from their seniors and uh, placed them. We're going to tag them over there, uh, calling all their spring sports seniors, maybe uh, take a drive by your school 
and uh, you'll see that. And uh, great job. Again, so much character right now being shown by so many. And uh, and to me, that's something that um, I love it. I mean, I love it just giving these guys an opportunity uh, to, to just, A, these people are doing it out of their heart. And, and, and to another thing that I saw this, and I spoke to this family uh, today, we're actually going to have them on the show on uh, Thursday. We're going to do it today, but it was such a loaded show. I, I knew it would be a little tough to do, but I did reach out, and uh, we're going to bring in the Boggs family uh, later this week. Now, what did they do? Well, they, grew, they they actually live here in the outskirts of Somerville, live near towards the Cane Bay area. And because of our tornadoes that came through the area yesterday, uh, the Boggs family uh, realized that nobody was going to get meals. Uh, they weren't running the trucks to the students. And so what did they do? They went to a local Jersey Mike's and bought, we're going to buy, a bunch of uh, subs and just put them in their yard. Or actually, I think they were going to deliver them. And they said, well, maybe not, maybe not, but let's, let's do the social distancing thing. So they did go to one Jersey Mike's, ended up going to a second Jersey Mike's, and I think finally they went to three Jersey Mike's that all donated up to about 75 sandwiches. And I'll have that picture up in just a minute on our Twitter account, at SO Sports Central. I'm also going to put it over on our Facebook page, but I'm going to have the Boggs family in here. Um, the husband actually played football at App State. Small world that is. Uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about that too. However, uh, just to see that the, the – the the way that we're being put into a situation to show so much great character. And I wanted to give, um, you know, Brittany and her husband, uh, the Vogue family, a, a lot of love and a lot of credit here because that is the thing. She didn't ask. He didn't ask to be put on the show. However, I saw something that I guess somebody caught it. They put it on social media, and I'm going to do what I can do to show, hey, look, there's a lot of people doing a lot of really good things during the really hard times and, and, again, I, I want to salute them for everything that they do. I also want to take a quick minute and thank everybody who came on our show today because it was been a loaded one. Uh, I will say Perry Park started it off at 612 from Ridgeview High School, the head football coach over there. Then we checked in over with the youth Swamp Foxes. That was with Gary Birdsong. He is the football program director over there for the, uh, the Swamp Foxes. And then we got a chance to catch up with the new head football coach over at Oceanside, Joe Coleman. I did see the picture, by the way. Well, he's been sharked. They've got signs all over his yard. And it is uh, quite the excitement over in Mount Pleasant bringing him in. Then we checked at 7.30 with uh, Jay Williams. He is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. And out of that, we got Corey Boyd, the former Gamecock running back, who's running a program up in Columbia. He checked in for about 10 minutes with us as well. Then Ken Brown came over from the high school blitz. He's a guy who runs uh, a lot of promotion things. He tries to get the word out on all the high school kids around the state of South Carolina. He's based out of the upstate. We're down here in the lower state. We work together to cover the entire state. And uh, as he mentioned, they're going to be doing some combines around the state of South Carolina. Southern Sports Central is going to go to each one of them. Uh, Of course, Eugene and I will load up the truck and we'll roll out to uh, cover a radio show. We'll highlight uh, the the gentlemen there that need to be highlighted. Hopefully we get them all in and whatever we can do, we'll do. Uh, but we're looking forward to them actually coming to our backyard. They're going to be at Somerville, so we'll find them a spot to do that as well. Eugene, man, great job, great show. We're going to do it again Thursday night at 6 o'clock. I hope everything's okay with uh, Bennett Swagger. Not sure, but, again, yeah, we understand. Live radio brings you live issues, and sometimes you have to just get through it. Uh, hopefully we can reschedule him for Thursday to talk about all the successful things that are happening over there at South Carolina State. Uh, Mark and also – 
on getting a coach from Bethune Cookman. It is a uh, HBCU down there in, or excuse me, in Daytona Beach, Florida. I uh, would like to get anybody. If you're a coach, you're a player. You want to come in? You don't need an invitation because you just got one. Hang out, come on in, and let's talk some shop as well. So, uh, Eugene, I saw your dinner, man. You did a great job. I think maybe that's something you do on the side as well. Maybe do a food truck or something. But uh, appreciate what you do as well. Keep staying safe, and uh, I know you and I will talk up here in just a few. Awesome, man. Yeah, the gauntlet's been thrown to the uh, Strapper and Somerville folks who wanted to do a barbecue cook-off, but uh, we'll keep that uh, on the back burner for now. Just uh, want to continue to ask everybody to promote the 2020 Spotlight Program. If you're a coach, athletic director, if you're a principal, if you're a parent, if you're an athlete, let's do this thing and get these uh, folks, these young ladies and, and guys out there promoted, and uh, let's do what we can to do uh to get them promoted you know during this time of shutdown we understand the seasons are gone or soon to be gone for now but let's do all we can and we're all in this together god bless everyone no doubt about it guys let's go all right we'll see you next uh time it'll be thursday 6 p.m guys god bless we'll see you then have a good night i'm gonna need you to back up i'm gonna need you to back up filling the tea you stay in the cup i'm gonna need you to back up I'm gonna need you to back up. Yeah. I'm in the seven, I'm in the seven, I'm gonna act up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to back up. Spilling the tea, you stirring the cup. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. Hell is you thinking I'm jumping and leaking and Leo is leaking immediately. Show up this season and wait till you sleeping and wrap you up nice and needing them sheets. Kick the door open, I'm scanning for motion. I'm just trying to make all my pockets so beat. Don't want the coochie, I just want the luchi. So me and all of my poochies can eat. Might rob two chains for his loose chains. Take his boo thing, I the PF chains and take him cake and steak or something. Drop kick gang yeah, in the face or something. Looking at me like I'm opaque or something. Don't I look like Drake or something? Shake a girl, make an earthquake or something. Better tell mankind and the take it coming. I'm in the seven, I'm gonna echo. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. Filling the tea, you stirring the cup. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm in the seven, I'm gonna echo. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. Spilling the tea, stirring the cup. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. I'm gonna need you to back up. Come from off the top, the flow inside, that's a shock. Come from off the top, you know I be smart to the clock. Come from off the top, the flow inside, that's a shock. Come from off the top, come from off the top, come from off the top, come from off the top.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.